0: We are so back Welcome back to Chapter Chumps That's what they say a, on Twitter They do say that on Twitter and elsewhere But I mean, yeah, um, but on we Twitter. have Twitter brain <laughs> yeah, um, Which isn't good, really um, Welcome back to Chapter Jumps, A reading podcast where three self-proclaimed chumps um, read through a book and discuss it in however many chapters it feels like is, uh, is a good amount. It varies. Oh, but, Historically. But it was five, this, But I in know. this
1: case, yeah, in this case, it's two, two chapters. Two chapters.
0: Yep. Um, we are reading through the fellowship of the ring by J. R. 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 Tolkien. And today we're going to be discussing chapters.
1: Wait, you, you forgot uh, You forgot an R. You oh, yeah, for,
0: uh, for Reginald. Reginald, right? yeah, yeah. I missed the Reginald there. I yeah.
1: did. Um, and also that it's, uh, you know, Fellowship of the Ring, that is the name of the book, but it's part of the Lord of the Rings series. <laughs> if you weren't aware
0: that's so true i'm really glad you took the time to say that because like you're absolutely right about that Thank you know you. um so that's really cool that a you lot of people just read this that.
1: book and they don't realize it's a part of like a bigger
0: thing you know there's more yeah, yeah there's more yeah um yeah i hear all the time you know people say you know you could read fellowship of the ring and then just stop there you know <laughs>
1: yes they do say that yeah
0: no no need yeah. to go on you can like just those,
1: those sequels are are and that's not the same
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like reading the first Dune book. It's like okay, yes. you read Dune, you can just stop there. You don't have to keep going. It's because you
1: know? the the next two were written by not J. R. R. Tolkien, but by Junior R. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
0: co fun. co-authored by uh, Kevin J. Anderson. Yeah, yeah, well, he's there too. So. Of course, but. it's funny. It's funny that he crops up in, in yeah. all these places. Yeah yeah we're we're talking chapters um what two and three
1: yeah and, two then, and three and, and you may be like what they're they've what? been in this book for such a long time how are they only on the second and third chapter
2: well we're in book two <laughs>
1: that's crazy did uh did did our fearless leader freeze
2: uh, he might have.
1: We got a frozen guy. <laughs> we got Mr. Freeze.
2: Or perhaps a Freezer Man.
1: Oh, Freezer Man. The deep dive. <laughs> for those it's not of you that uh deep.
2: I, I I played it. Two ah, that's, episodes ago. that's
1: a good point, you did. <laughs> but for for those of you uh listening not aware of the corrupted T V um multiverse of madness <laughs> Uh, freezer Man is a beloved character. Where why the fuck are we talking?
0: <laughs> Mary- dropped out, and I came Mary- back in. Mary- and why the fuck are we talking about this? Our
2: very because <laughs> you own- froze, and he said you were Mister Freeze. I said no, he's Freezer Man. And
0: It's a God. deep cut. It's a
1: deep cut where where Josh jumps out of the freezer, and he does that all the time. Actually, to this day, he, no, I was behind the Josh, camera. Josh loves jumping out of the freezer and
0: going. Ah,
2: I'm a Freezer Man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow that's okay kind of the, that's a
2: good impression looks, like, looks, looks like i
0: came back at like just the right time and like we're ready to like discuss discuss these next two chapters chapters two and three council of elrond and um the ring oh, goes I, thought south.
2: We, I thought we were discussing uh freezer man in our world every day
1: <sighs> <sighs> we should do a podcast no. what if we do an episode by episode podcast of famous youtube sitcom our world every day
0: Yeah, I I don't even know if those videos still exist. That would be something. They do, but no one can watch
1: them. They do, well, I can watch them.
0: Yeah, so (laughs) we'll keep it that way. It's just for you, buddy. Maybe I
1: can. Maybe I'll make a mixtape out of uh, the sound clips. Who knows?
0: Oh my god! All right. Um. So so yeah, I'm sure Connor was explaining that we're on book two of the first book. Of the Lord of the Rings. That's why we're on chapters two and three, right? You just you discussed yes. that. You mentioned that. Which is okay.
2: the, the second book of the Middle-Earth series that J.R.R. Tolkien put out. And it's also
1: yeah. the second book of The Fellowship of the Ring.
2: And it might right. be a chapter of the of the Red Book of... West Westermarch? Westermarch, March. thank you. I almost said Westeros. I was like, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and it's also the sixth book that J.R.R. R. R. Tolkien put out as an author.
2: Is that true, or are you just pulling my? I'm just,
1: I'm just guessing.
2: Because <laughs> I would have believed that absolutely. He put out a lot of uh, fiction and nonfiction books, so
0: I'm,
1: I'm, I'm on mean, his Wikipedia was page. It, was it a lot? I don't
0: I'm, really think he wrote that much else.
1: I'm on his Wikipedia page right now. Yeah, he, had
0: like a, he had a bunch of like. He like translated other books.
2: Yeah, he he did some like stuff on Shakespeare or some other like English authors, like analyzing them or something.
0: Yeah, but like in terms of like fiction.
2: Well, I said fiction and nonfiction.
0: Hmm. He
2: would, he would have, if he was publishing a, um, a, a, like an analysis, that's still publishing a book.
0: Yeah. Well, we just don't know enough to say, you know? So.
1: So. Okay, so. Writing. Let's get. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Oh my f- holy fucking god What the fuck He he, he has a book five. He has a book called The Adventures of Tom Bombadil
2: We might have to read that Holy
1: <laughs> shit It's a book of poetry
0: Wow oh my goodness.
1: I think we have to read so it
0: imagine, imagine reading through Lord of the Rings But instead it's only songs
1: Oops all songs
0: Yeah <laughs> uh, I'm less on board with this now
1: and uh and there's one called bilbo's last song which was published posthumously hmm.
0: well uh hey instead of just scanning Ooh. wikipedia and just shouting things out that we don't really know anything about um there's how so about much, we how so about so we talk much, about the book you ready
2: yeah yeah sorry there's just so much of constructed languages like Half of his, bibliography looks to be that. yes, we, but anyway, we
0: could sit here all day and
2: research just Tolkien and, and look safe. at. Let's <laughs> go.
1: He also has okay. many many short works, many short stories and poems written before the Lord of the Rings.
2: Come on, Connor. It's time to move on. We got to talk about the book. We got to talk about these okay. two chapters that we read.
1: Once I read off all the titles one by one, the <laughs> first. No, I'm just joking.
0: Good one. Um, All right,
1: now we're so back. <laughs> now we are.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Uh, okay. I'm like tired, man. I'm 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 a little like tired right now, so. You have
1: a long day at work?
0: No, not really. But I I'm I'm a little under the weather. Oh, what is like. Sorry.
1: What's, what's wrong?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I have a bit of a, a cold coming on.
1: You have a cold?
0: Yeah. Huh. I mean, not not yet, but like I feel the beginnings of it.
1: Yeah. You know what just, I mean?
2: Just say no. Hmm. <laughs> got that? The other from an internet personality. Just just say no. Don't be sick.
1: That's good. <laughs> That's good advice. I love internet personalities.
0: Yeah. <laughs> of you know of which we are.
1: Oh yes. We oh yes, well. we are.
0: Of of which we are are counted amongst.
1: Yeah. yeah, We we have been internet personalities for gosh darn 20 years now.
0: (laughs) I don't like that. It it all started with that infamous Freezer Man video.
1: You ever hear that Freezer Man video? (laughs) It was a viral video on YouTube back in the day. (laughs) It (laughs) all... Of you had all 50 views. There was more than 50 <laughs> views, Joshua. There was probably I think, was there, it? yeah. At the end of at the end of our run, there was a couple hundred. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, of, so I was of only off run. by a single order of magnitude. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh my fucking god! Okay, chapter two: the that, council. That of was Ron. viral
2: back in the day.
1: That would that that passed for if you know for viral. All
0: right. So so the council. Um... <laughs> this was a dense chapter for such a long chapter it was incredibly dense I mean it feels like I can summarize it in just one sentence it's like they have the council you know Um, and then it it ends with them um, deciding that Frodo and Sam are going to take the ring to Mordor to destroy it but there's a lot that is discussed
1: there's a lot of reveal.
0: And considered in order for them to, like, reach that decision.
2: I use twenty like sticky lot. notes on this chapter.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't even... That, that really is the summary. It's like everything else is just, like, what we're going to talk about. So, I don't even... Um, I, like, I feel tired we find out, we find even out what, thinking about what we're going to talk about.
2: Uh, yeah, this is going to be a long one. Buckle up, everyone. We find out what, uh, what Gandalf was, has been up to, why he's been missing since they set off uh, back in September. Really, since why he's been missing uh, since the summer. Right. Um, we find out what's been going on back at the Lonely Mountain and uh, the, the Dwarven Kingdom. Uh, we find out what's been going on out in the Mirkwood. Yes. Um, just like the happenings. Oh, and we find out what's been happening south in Gondor. Um, we, we learn a lot of new names and new uh, yeah. uh, new terminologies, uh, which I think we touched on last time. We'll get to that, I think. Um, and we meet new characters like Boromir. And, and uh, sorry, I'm just going to read this note. We got our first mention of Gimli. Uh, first mention of Legolas and first mention of Boromir yep so a question about Legolas really quick he is is the son of uh, Thranduil the king of the elves of the northern Mirkwood is that the elven king from The Hobbit
0: I had the same question Josh and I I even went back to my copy of The Hobbit I
2: did too and as far as I could tell he was only ever referred to as the elven king
0: yeah he's not named right but i do i do have to imagine that we're talking about the same elven king because we know how long-lived elves are right the so it uh, makes the most uh, sense to assume that it's the same person
2: yeah in this chapter elrond who is half elven uh which i'm still trying to wrap my head around i always thought he was like the highest of high elves yeah um is literally like hundreds or thousands of years old and remembers being at the battle where Sauron was defeated.
1: What's the other half ask, though?
2: I would presume human. Huh. That's typically in fantasy. It's typically, I
1: mean, half human. well, why couldn't it be half dwarf or half hobbit?
2: It absolutely could be. And you're starting to see that a little more and more in like D and D games, but getting more generally speaking, getting in more progressive. It's always been, yeah. Yeah. Traditionally in fantasy though, I'm just saying it's,
0: Typically, like half race, half human.
1: Connor, I do what do you think,
2: think?
0: If, if Elrond was half Hobbit, like, couldn't we tell? Yeah, wouldn't you like be able to tell? Well, and, and I mean that the, the elves and the dwarves hate each other so much. He was half dwarf, and but half maybe elf, he that'd
1: would be, hide it. Weird. Maybe he would have to hide it. Just and so, stilts. like, he's like, yeah, I'm
2: half, <laughs> and, and and those like those like t-rex uh, like grabby grabby arms you get at the museum gift shop
0: right right there, if you were to take like an x-ray under his cloak he, he's on this contraption
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right we got we got to the bottom of that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
0: no i'm sure that we'll read about that in the silmarillion the his uh, his setup there so should I just start going through my notes just uh, uh, Yeah, but but any, but anyways, Josh. I do think um what what's his name? Like Thrand Thranduil or something. Um uh,
2: Yeah, th- uh Thranduil.
0: Yeah. So I, I do think I thought it was interesting that th- that we keep getting these hobbit connections because then not only that, um but Gimli is the son of Glowin. Yes. Yes. So or it's born. like these uh you know, these prominent characters setting out to um help frodo and and continue this journey you know the are, are also of bilbo right are, are all like descendants in in some ways of these characters from this this is of the next generation
1: and Pretty uh much. you know i thought it was really funny that glimbin was the son of glarbo too that, that really <laughs> yeah. took me by surprise i was that was a nice little reference
2: <laughs> you're you're not that far off do your worse, eyes just glazed over this entire <laughs> chapter?
1: <laughs> I, just, I just read these names, and I was like, oh, that's nice names, I think.
2: <laughs> I, I I'll be honest. Them. I was kind of there. Pretty if I didn't recognize nice. the name immediately, I had no idea who it
0: was. It's just funny because, like, you know that, like this is like famed for like you know all, all the 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 depth of it you know you know like the all all the thought that Tolkien put into it and you're Connor Connor's just flipping through like this is nice you know these names <laughs> are nice <laughs> that's
1: exactly it I was like oh it's kind of it's funny that they they like name their their kids like like an offshoot of what their name is and it's just yeah like pretty much quirky. your
0: name but like weirder it's kind of what I was saying changed. with like the bardings James. and the bjorings.
1: And I mean, yeah. some, some names I do, I do recognize and, and, uh, but then, but most I'm just like, okay, like I just, you know, I, I've got a terrible short term memory. Um, so I, so we were in of, the
0: movie, so clearly this isn't gonna,
1: yeah, I, I don't well,
0: need to remember this name. I just let I, it flow wanna, over me. I want to mention something on that, on that point. Like we will go down our like itemized list of notes, Josh, but since, yep. since we're bringing this up here, um. I, I really was struck by this feeling reading through this chapter where um, just there's so many paragraphs where someone will bring up one thing. But then they have to bring up like the entire history of like yep. all the people, even this, like tangentially related.
2: This was such a lore dump of a chapter. It could have been it four was, different chapters for like each different story. That it each was, was insane.
0: Telling. The shit like um is uh, oh there the Misty Mountains divide, and between their arms lies the deep shadowed valley, which we cannot forget. Azanubilzar, the Dimrill Dale, which the elves call Nandahurian. It is for the, you know, it's like, you can't even just say what it's called in, like, one language, you know? It's like, oh, well, you call it this, but I call it this. And, like, and the thing is, like, we are going to be getting to our notes because there's a lot of parts where I think that's really interesting. Like, it's not that this was, like, boring necessarily, but it was, like, so much that I, I, there were times where I felt completely overwhelmed Oh, reading yeah. this, and it's just like, wh- like I, I realize that I don't think the expectation is for us to like understand everything that's happening here. But holy shit, there was so much name dropping <laughs> with like barely any context. Where it's just like, what is going on? Yeah. And then there's name dropping with so much context. Yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You're right. Um, so before we get too
2: far from this point, I just want to circle back to Legolas and the fact that there's something in my brain that I cannot reconcile. And that's Peter Jackson movie, Legolas, which is the... Uh, was Orlando Bloom? Yes. Um, that's that's that how I knew that name. Th- th- I only remember that because we, we knew someone in uh, elementary school, and these were coming out, who had the last name of Orlando. And I made that connection in my head somehow. Hmm. Mm. Um, but... So, what so was the that, first name? Not on the podcast. Um,
0: We're not going to dox his his yeah. elementary school friend well, name Orlando. I mean, somewhere. No, because
1: because I recognize him too. So, so just give me the first name.
2: I'll text. I'll text you in a moment. I'll bleep it is out. It, um, is
0: it is it Bloom?
2: No. <laughs> uh, anyway, that that character, Josh. I'll bleep it out. No, you won't. You winked. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> There was no point in winking. I knew you weren't going <laughs> is to. It, is it
0: like Bloomin' Orlando or something? We, just move on.
1: Um, I think I know what it is, and I'm going to say it if you don't say it.
0: I I don't want to name someone who's I'm not
2: associated with just joking, I'm just
1: joking. Go I, I know that would be like... Uh, I don't even the things that would happen if we it's, revealed the name. It's, <laughs> you know? it's,
0: it's not like you know it, anyways. You're just bluffing. You don't fucking I know th- it. No, I
1: think I do. I do. I do think I, I just, text, I, I just I think texted I you. Anyway, okay.
0: so
2: that movie version of Legolas and the animated Elven King from the Hobbit from 1970s Hobbit movie. Oh, that I know like this. Up-mounted. I know this guy. A melted, but, light. but I was gonna say Yoda. I was
1: gonna say Tony Rolando, but I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, you would have been wrong. I was wrong, but I know the name that he sent me. And uh and there's yeah, we can't say it on the podcast because his father is uh works for the FBI, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyway Josh, to to your point, I, I hear what you're saying, like how how could Orlando Bloom and Peter Jackson's interpretation of of Legolas relate no, to the, the animated version where it's like they look like fucking forest ghouls and
2: I, I've just been reading this like switching between like I know what the scene looks like in the movie and then also just like oh my god what's this gonna look like when we watch the animated uh, Fellowship of the Rings is Legolas gonna be that like one of those grumpy melted Yoda things <laughs>
0: I um, I, it's a good question. Makes me excited to watch it for ourselves and find out.
2: Yeah, and unfortunately, we found out when we after we watched The Hobbit that it includes like half of the two towers. So we're not gonna be able to watch it Until we finish the two towers.
0: Yeah, but I think it'll work out well because that means we'll get to watch the Peter Jackson movie after we're done reading this. Not have to double up. Then when we get to the two oh, towers, we're gonna watch. We're gonna yeah, of watch course we are
2: fellowship after i thought we were just gonna like set aside a weekend and we haven't really talked about this i thought we were gonna set aside a weekend and watch like the whole like series oh which would have been insane but that was just like i i thought we had talked about watching the movies after we finished the series that's what my that's where my confusion
0: was i mean historically we would watch it after we finished the book but i guess if it's something you want to have a a further discussion about we can just talk about it later yeah we should talk about it later
2: we, okay. still, we still have quite a few weeks to figure this out.
0: So... Uh, well, last episode, you were like, oh, we're gonna be done sooner than you know it. And now it's like, we got all this time? I mean... To discuss whether or not... we're gonna, it?
2: To discuss whether or not we're gonna be... Uh, when we're gonna meet up to watch a movie, yeah, there's a lot of fucking time. Okay. Uh, I'm counting now. And... Two weeks three
0: weeks Two. This uh, feels unnecessary
2: it's gonna, We have about a month to figure this out <laughs> Alright
1: It's not a long time
2: Anyway
0: Nine elf years
2: <laughs> Wouldn't it be the No, wouldn't it be the other way around Because the elves live forever?
0: be like an elf day Um I don't know. I really, I got nothing to say to that. I got nothing. Okay. What uh, what are we talking about? Uh,
2: whether or not the Legolas like, is a melted Yoda or, or a
0: lander. Okay. Yoda. Before we get into um all the notes, because something tells me that's going to be mostly you and I, Josh. Yeah. Um,
1: Wait, what the, <laughs> Connor. what the fuck does that mean? What the fuck do you mean know you don't. That?
2: You don't have literal, like, pages of notes. Uh there in my head. <laughs> Written down.
0: Connor, do you um do you have anything that you'd like to share? General thoughts on the chapter or um maybe any head notes that you wanna just like voice, you know?
1: Um yeah, I mean I really enjoyed this chapter. I didn't I mean it was very long. It was a very long chapter, but I did really enjoy it. Um I I loved getting all the the juicy gossip from the council. Um it was just, you know, very satisfying kind of hearing it all laid out like that, especially Gandalf and his story of of uh you know what what happened to him and um of course his his old pal um Eagle, uh, recovers them. His <laughs> Yeah, bird, his, his old friends. Mouth eagle, eagle. Yeah. Um, him and those birds. Uh, yeah, Even? yeah, <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah. It, you know, it was good, and, and I, 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 I just kind of think it's funny too that, uh, you know, Bilbo still kind of thinks he's more important than he he actually is at this point. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. He he like kind of half heartedly wants to be be in the center of of all the action and he's like oh yeah good i'm um, you know i just wanted to make sure i was <laughs> Yeah right
0: i'm i'm old anyways yeah you know. yeah
1: but he, he you know deep down wants it um but it but it was a lot and uh it, it it definitely it definitely didn't didn't all sink in but but you know i thought it was a fun a fun one with with you know all all kinds of different people chiming in and like you you know like Josh said uh meeting new faces and seeing old faces that you didn't remember you know like it yeah. was <laughs> it was a thrill but so you, know,
0: you you didn't find it to be too um like tedious or or uh, no
1: no much better for dense, me than the, sure. the than the trudging through the woods chapters yeah even the trudging through the snow chapter was better um than those but this was more fun for me than than uh than the second chapter of this right episode for sure um (laughs) just because there is so much going on so much being talked about
0: yeah there 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 really is a lot um okay well thanks man um
2: We'll,
0: we'll see you at the end of the episode <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can go take a break you know <laughs> all right uh go uh go roast a bird or something you know
1: go roasting <laughs> what is what did Gandalf say about um butterbur
0: yeah he he was gonna like it might have been just that, right? He was going to roast him, or, him melt like him or... something.
1: It was, it was it was some great line about him roasting butterbur,
0: Yeah, until yeah. all. And the that big, Nah, not really. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. um It is funny that uh, Gandalf's like contingency plan just rested on like this one guy delivering a message, and then Gandalf is like, Oh, I should have known, you know? Yeah. It's like <laughs> not as wise as you thought, huh, Gandalf? Is there really no better way to... I guess you have to trust the messenger, though, obviously, because it's very sensitive information, so that just happened to be Butterbur. Yep. Um. Okay, where do we go from here, Josh?
2: I mean, I could just start going through all my notes, like, one by one. Uh, I, I admit, a lot of these are just like, oh, first mention of this, or like, ha, funny thing. Uh, okay. So, while there are 21 of them, it may not take that long. <laughs>
0: oh my God. Let's um, um. Maybe maybe we can uh, exchange. Okay. You know, like like leapfrog it a little bit.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Do a couple, then you do a couple.
0: Yeah. Start us off.
2: All right. Uh, I'm trying to remember what what this first one was actually about. Um. What did I write this about? What does it say? It says, just like the last 10 chapters.
0: Um.
2: And I. It's at the very first page. I. Just like
0: the last 10 chapters. Wow, now I'm deciphering a riddle. Um, let's see here. So am I. Um. I don't know. Next day, Frodo, work er, Frodo woke early, feeling refreshed it's at the and bo- well. Sorry, it's,
2: up, it's at the bottom of the page, so it's near the the paragraph break.
0: Um, I really should have drawn an arrow to which line I was talking about here. Is it uninvited and for the moment forgotten? Trotted Sam.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm gonna find. was at the end of that paragraph. But yeah, just gotcha. like the last ten chapters.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, so I just thought thought that was funny. We've been talking about it, like where's Ben Sam this whole time. We always think he's uh, he and Frodo are like the best of buds throughout the whole series, but we've like barely heard from him since they left uh, the Shire. And here it is in plain text, uninvited and most and for the moment forgotten. Sam. Yeah, and I don't think he he even mentioned again until uh like the end of the chapter when he speaks up saying he wants to go with Frodo.
0: Right. But it, it is kind of interesting because, you know, Sam you know, seems to have like a really strong um I don't know, it's more than just like having manners, you know, but like he wouldn't like speak out of turn during this council. Like I think he feels like very like metaphorically small compared to all these relatively great and accomplished people. Yep. But like I did like him chiming in at the end because it it felt like a testament to his character where, um, you know, once once Frodo says that he'll take the ring, Sam can't help himself. You know, he has to say something, you know, and, you know, he's like, and I'll I'll go too," or whatever he says, you know. Um, But much like Bill the Pony, like Sam couldn't really be stopped, even if they told him not to go. (laughs) fucking (laughs) bill bill's great one of my notes is like bill fucking rules Um, no he's a
2: great boy it's just the name fucking bill
0: (laughs) i know i know
2: we get all these other fantastic like 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 lineages through the names and stuff like that and they're all like translated from different language, from his different like constructed languages, and then the fucking pony's named Bill.
0: It's even funnier because like part of Gandalf's story, you know, he has to recount getting his horse, and it's like, and the horse's name was Shadowfax. Like, you know, it's like, damn, like that's a fucking horse name. Like, that's yeah. like the fucking king of horses. Like, but but the and pony they got, got Bill.
2: Yeah, the pony we bought from that fuckstick back in Bree, Bill.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it was on death's fucking doorstep, you know, but <laughs> we practically had <laughs> to drag it here. The,
2: yeah, this is just the greatest thing that's ever happened to it.
0: Yeah. um, So, so Bill's great. Sam kind of is a little bit like Bill, where it's like, you know, uh, just, you know just, you know, fucking throw whatever you want at it. It's it's coming along, you know, with a smile I, on its face. I
1: thought Sam's role in these two chapters were great and like more of what... Um, I I would have liked to see all along. It Wasn't that you know overstated or um, you know he wasn't really the man of the show, but but he had a few good moments that yeah. that I you know I felt like really kind of gave him some some more character.
0: Agree, definitely. Yeah, I think I think this is kind of the beginning of uh, maybe I've said this before, anyways. But like th- this is part of that trend. You know, of where it's like, oh, I think Sam's like growing into the relationship that we we assume that they just had, you know, and and him being so um, eager and ready to say that he'll go to Mordor with Frodo, um, I think, yeah, plays a big part in that uh, in in their dynamic, you know. Um,
2: Here, why don't I do? Assuming we got nothing more to expand on that, let me let me do no, some no, more no. quick notes. Uh, oh so yeah, yeah, go for quick it. Notes, and then we'll do a couple years Sure. Uh, cause I say half because I kind of went through this already, but we got our first mentions uh, and appearances of Gimli, the son of Gloin. Uh
0: Gloin, I think you Gloin. mean. yeah. Thank you.
2: Why is that. Anyway, um, we got our first mention of Legolas, is he the son of the Elven King? We went over that. And Boromir, um, the son of
0: Denethor.
2: Yeah, I didn't write that part down. I was running out we, of time. Who we
0: haven't ever met or heard of ever. Yeah. but yeah, we
2: haven't heard of Boromir or Gondor before. I think we may have heard of Gondor, but I don't even remember where that came from.
0: Maybe uh, if we have, it never mattered. So yeah, yeah, this is we get a lot of Gondor shit here too.
2: Uh, Moria slash Khazad Dûm, uh, returning to the narrative after this after hints of it in The Hobbit. Also, mm-hmm. th- also Thror. Yeah, apparently it's been abandoned for so long. Thror was one of the first ones in like uh, many many years to go back and d- he perished there because there's something there that uh, has been killing people and mm. then uh, uh, Balin, Ori, and Oin I think Owen uh, went there recently that was that was uh, Glowin's uh, big story it was like yeah we sent, they went there like three years ago we haven't heard back from them we got used to get letters but then they stopped
0: yeah, um, and and since you've brought it up, one of the the interesting things that he reveals too is they went there in part to find one of the lost rings of power. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty big. Because Thrain, think- Thror, wait, it's it's Thror who had a ring who gave it to Thrain, and then Thrain never gave it to Thorin. Thrain just died like you said
2: right so it was no Thror is the one who died
0: oh wait is it Thrain who was the grandfather and Thror was I think Thror was the I thought Thror was the grandfather and he was
2: Thrain was the father who was fuck I can't remember he was he was captured by goblins I think
0: well, right, so, but but I remember reading that, so I think Thror was the one who was originally given the ring in the first place when they were first forged, like, that's how old he was. And oh. then he passed his ring, I, I think so, that's what it sounded like to me, because I feel like otherwise, in a chapter like this, they would have said who had it before and who gave it to him, and we didn't get that. So I'm just no. assuming Thror was the one who first had this ring, and then he gave it to his... Son Thrain, and then Thrain never passed it on to Thorin. Hmm. Yeah, Thorin right. never had this ring, right? He only got the key through Gandalf and the map. Yeah, so so I, uh, I, I
2: Gandalf said something about why that didn't happen, and I can't remember what it was. His captors the ring?
1: took it, I think.
0: Yeah, that is that all it was okay. Yeah, and and so Glowin is like, Oh, well, we. You know Part of the reason they went there was to see if they could retrieve the ring And Gandalf is like they're not Getting that ring um, Because right it was like t- Taken from him But it I don't know I think the uncertainty is like So wait does someone else have it or like was it destroyed Because they say a lot of the dwarf rings were destroyed By dragons as well
2: Yeah or they were just uncertain. lost
0: mm-hmm. Yeah um, I'll have more to say about the other rings Because that's like a really interesting part of this chapter they recount yeah. like what happened to all of them. Yeah. What happened to them? Um, and that's been a big question in my mind. You know, Tolkien takes the time to write about like, Oh, all these other rings. And it's like, yeah, but you only got to worry about one of them. They're like the dwarves, you know, just one <laughs> of them really matters. And then there's yeah. a whole bunch of the, uh, the the rest.
2: Also that one that the, that, that black Riders is wearing. That's the fat ring.
0: <laughs> the fat ring. Yeah. Got, oh, are we making a bomber joke? Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was a little slow on the uptake there, but I get it now.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, last note before we switch off to you. Um, uh, Glowin goes on to recount how a messenger from Mordor showed up at the Lonely Mountain to ask Dane, Dane, Dane to... Uh, uh, produces Hobbit who has stolen the least of rings mm. that Sauron has uh uh taken an interest in. He calls it the least of rings. My note is just least lol.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not suspicious, right? Yeah, we know better. We we do, but like I kind of feel like don't you think that um the door dwar- like anyone who receives that message like isn't it funny that it's like Sauron orders that- like how often are you even getting like emissaries from Mordor like probably never and right. then like one just shows up and it's like hey this one hobbit, like, took something that doesn't even really matter. Like, honestly, like, it's fucking garbage and we don't care. But, like, yeah. <laughs> but, but if, if you know where it is, uh, you should tell us. And if you don't, we might fucking kill you. But again, doesn't also, really matter.
1: Also, knows one of the
0: lesser rings. <laughs> no, yeah, right. The least ring. Yeah. So, um,. It, like so what, what it, is, it, it, it's just funny this. it just it feels like a bit of an afterthought like like literally like the fucking messenger is like on his way out the door and someone's like wait wait wait, wait, wait. come here like just be sure to like let them know like it's not important like to tell them that yeah. like it doesn't matter
2: yeah exactly <laughs> so you're oh he's frozen
0: Nope, he. Oh no, no, sorry, Um, (laughs) not this time. I I was just, I was frozen uh, in place.
1: He's not freezer man this time.
0: (laughs) Sorry, Josh. Were you saying um, you feel like you're going to pass the baton, as it were?
2: Yeah, no, that was a good time for you to read a couple of your notes, and then we'll we'll switch back. So do like three or four.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, this is good because some of the stuff you're going over is stuff I have down as well. Obviously, you know, as usual. Yeah, as usual. Um, one thing I, I wanted to mention about like the characters' um, lineages in regards to like, Gimli's glowing sun and so on and so forth, um, we don't really get the specifics of Aragorn, but Gandalf, I think in particular, talks more about how Aragorn is a descendant of the race of Numenor. Um, and... And we know, we, we already know that, like, Aragorn comes from this um, long line of, of uh, these people, yeah, the, the race of men. Yep. From, from this, uh, they came from across the sea. That's their whole deal. They came from across the sea. They settled this land long ago. They were, like, super powerful and well regarded. But at some point, their kingdom fell apart, and now they're left in this, you know. they uh, diminished. Right, completely, in this state. Um, A couple interesting things that they mention. Um, One, um, they say that as the lineage continues, it becomes less powerful. Um, So, I just thought it was interesting that we get this idea that, like, there's something in the blood of these people that, like, as it, as it um, is passed on ever down the line, it kind of wanes. That felt like Dune a little bit to me, just throwing that out there, but like just the idea of, you know, it's like the the strength comes from your lineage, and to be fair, um, certainly like I, I, I think that what Dune is doing and what Lord of the Rings is doing are completely different because Dune is like, you can breed people to make them better. And uh, Lord of the Rings is, like, um, much more in line of, like, the fantasy trope where it's like, well, you're related to this person who is great, so you must be great too, you know? Um, it's it's much more in, like, the yep. passing down of kings and, like, the divine right to rule and things like that. Yep. Um, but, but it is interesting that they throw it out there at all. And, like, Boromir comments on that, and he's like, oh, well, because I think the people of Gondor are, like, related in some way because he kind of chimes in at this part and he's like oh well you know if uh the 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 people of this race you know have grown less powerful than like it is not true of those of gondor like boromir loves to chime in and be like well whatever you guys are saying guess what doesn't apply to gondor because we're like the best (laughs) Um, yeah
2: yeah because i I think the story was that there were two brothers at the battle where sarod was defeated
0: um, wow, we're going to have to talk about that
2: Yeah, one of but them yes. Went and founded Aragorn's people And uh, The other went and founded Gondor
0: and Yeah, Aragorn's yes, people. you're right I think that's the exact connection, Josh um, Which I just did not I was not going to remember, so thank you Yeah um, <laughs> And then like, lastly, on this note of Aragorn They talk about how um, like Boromir has this vision Which is why he came to the council
2: um, oh, yeah, what was it?
0: And and it's it was like to seek the broken blade or the shattered it's, sword or whatever. It's
2: like the sword that was broken in Imledris it dwells. There shall be counsels taken stronger than Morgul spells. Uh, there shall be showed a token that doom is near at hand for Isildur's, Isildur's bane shall waken and the halfling forth shall stand.
0: Yes, there we have it um and so i thought it was kind of interesting not to jump ahead but just since we're talking about aragorn um I mean, you know right. aragorn's like oh yeah like you know it's it's been like foretold that this time i will reforge the blade of elendil which i'll want to talk more about too um and i was kind of thinking that like something special was going to have to be done but then like they just reforge it they just and do was, it like, like a
2: paragraph <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was like, well, wait, like, so you literally were just waiting because of, like, a prophecy? Like, you could have done it whenever you felt like it?
2: Yeah, no, I, I think I think it's supposed, it's glossing over, like, a couple days of work by the Elven Smiths, but it's just like, yeah, no, that was just, like, it was a whole scene in the movie that I, like, I've seen that scene talked about uh, admittedly on, like, a, a blacksmithing channel, but it's like, yeah, that they they go out of their way to show this sword being reforged in the movie, and I actually like to the point where I can remember it. Um, and it's just like half a paragraph in the book.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm I feel like I'm fine with it not giving like being given a lot of page length, but like I, I just, assumed that it would happens. right. Like I assumed it would have to like like, at first. I think actually I'm 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 jumping ahead into the second chapter because I I think think that it's reformed at the beginning of the second chapter. But since we're talking about it, I want to stay on it quickly because yes, um, because when when Aragorn says he's going to go with Frodo and Frodo's like oh I'm so relieved like I'm so glad you you want to come you know Aragorn's like oh well you know our our paths you know are going in the same way like even if I didn't yep. want to help you I'd be going that way anyways and in my mind I was like oh because you got to like go somewhere very special and specific to reforge the blade of Elendil and then it's like nope he just does it here at Rivendell yeah. and I was yeah. like oh um so, so you just had, like, that broken sword for, like, year I mean, decades even, you know? And it's like, you could have yeah. just always so done it.
1: it. Yeah. Is that a big scene in the movie?
0: <clears throat> I really don't remember. I'm not even... I'm not even, like, comparing and contrasting the scenes from the book and the movie, necessarily. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I, I know it's a scene in the movie. Like, right. it was,
2: it's important enough to get put in the movie.
0: My thing is more like... Okay, so so Aragorn specifically held off on reforging the sword because, like, he felt like it needed to be done at a specific, like, important moment in time.
2: It's also, like, you can't even argue no, they that, do that things. He, what... Yeah. So yeah. all these guys yes. do things.
1: It's not If it's not the right time, the right circumstance, you don't do it, you don't talk about it.
2: That's <laughs> I,
0: Yeah, that's... They're that's at the, the, the previous chapter, they're like, I can't even talk about this shit. You gotta wait yeah. till it's like I'm right here, yeah. buddy. You know, they're like, no, I can't even talk about it. Exactly. But it's not yeah. like he it's
2: it's not like he needs the excuse of like, oh, he was never in Rivendell before he has his own name in Rivendell because he's there all the fucking time.
0: Yeah. He could have
2: done this at any time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, th- that's exactly what I mean, Josh. And it's like to, to Connor's point, like he's exactly right. Like all these people You know, are very much like within a story. You know, and they're like they're gonna act. You know, in in regards to like the thing that's gonna create like the 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 most significant moments of like drama. You know, it's like you because like their whole lives, it's like the lore that they tell. You know, it's It's like oh, they're
1: aware they're in the story and they want these. Right. Big parts that count that their ancestors will talk about.
0: Right, right. You can't just you know. reforge the sort of Ellen deal on a fucking Tuesday after you had a pint down at the Prince and Pony. It's like it has to be when the the One Ring when, was rediscovered. You know, but like that's
2: when that's when the door opens in the Misty Mountain. It could be an important day too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's. I don't know. We could talk <laughs> in circles about it because that's kind of what I'm doing. But like. I, I'm, I'm with both of you because it's like, Connor, I agree that that's why it is the way it is. And it doesn't even it, it doesn't like bother me or I don't think it like um, like uh, affects the story negatively. But I do think it's funny because I kept thinking like, oh, the reason it hasn't been reforged is because of this, this and this. And it's like, nope, it's not that it's just because they didn't do it. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, moving on then. Yeah. Um, yep. And the next thing I want to talk about. It has to do with... You know what? Let's stay on Elendil. Okay. Okay. Elendil and Isildur, Um. I don't even really know where to begin, but Isildur, um is the one who actually defeated Sauron and, like...
2: Took the ring.
0: Took the ring, yes. So... I'm sure we'll circle back to this moment and talk more about it, but Elrond recounts the actual, the like war of the ring. And it, it culminates in Isildur being the one to um, take, take the ring. And then there's plenty more to talk about there. Um, but on my copy, it's page 261. Um, I, I'm, I'm talking about this because I'm still on Aragorn really. It says, he is Aragorn son of Arathorn, and he is descended through many a father from Isildur Elendil's son of Minas Ithil, page 260. Um, so I guess actually we do get a little bit of the specific specifics of Aragorn's lineage, but but on that line, he specifically says, descended through many fathers from Isildur Elendil's son. And so I kept hearing Isildur, I kept hearing Elendil, And then I was like, oh, that's a first and last name. So when they say the sword of Elendil, that just means a sealed or sword. But wait a minute. I actually don't think that that's right after all. Because just further on, um, I'm going back through and trying to connect some notes here. But it says, um, page 261, little do I, Aragorn is saying, little do I resemble the fingers Little do I resemble the figures of Elendil and Isildor as they stand carven in their majesty in the halls of Denethor. So then he yeah. refers to Isildor and Elendil as two different people. And I, I get that this might feel trivial in the scope of the things that we have to discuss here. But this was something that I felt confused about. And I was wondering if either of you had any insights that, that you felt like you had to share because I was like they kept talking about the sort of Elendil I get who I know Isildur is Isildur is the guy who fucking beat Sauron who the fuck is Elendil anyone
2: I, I couldn't help you with that I these were the names that were really like sliding past me at this point um, I'm trying to does it refer
1: to Deal as a person more or as the place
0: it sounds like it's a person because that line, the figures of Ellen Deal and Isildur as they stand, carbon in their majesty. It sounds like right. they each have like there's like twin statues.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then, but I just thought it was weird that in that other line, I don't know if Josh. I know you have your book open.
2: Uh, yeah, I think I found it. Ellen Deal fell at the battle. It could be that Ellen Deal is a
1: a place and a person. He
2: died.
0: I don't think Ellen yeah. is a place. I mean, um, I really, I don't know. I don't have a lot more to say on it. And if we're not sure, I don't really want us to to like dwell here. But um. It was something that I was thinking about because, I, I don't know. But I but I like the connection. We were talking about how, like, people are descended. Like, oh, you know, Gimli is related to Glowin. Glowin was with Bilbo. And Legolas is the son of Thranduil, who was also in The Hobbit. But then we also get, like, okay, so what's Aragorn's connection? Well, he's, he's part of this long line that's descended from the person who s- slayed Sauron. Like however many centuries ago. And obviously we know Sauron isn't really dead because that's the problem that we're dealing with here in the book. But, like, that's Aragorn's, like, claim to fame. Like, he's not just some guy, you know. He is He's distantly related uh, to, to Isildur and even has his sword, which is why he's, like, particularly important. It's not just... That he's some ranger, part of the race of Numenor or whatever. He himself is like specifically actually related to a Isildur and really has his sword. So it's like, okay, you know, Aragorn's like the real deal, which we knew, but there's that. Um, yep. Can I do one more, Josh, and I'll turn it back over to you? Yeah, so I'm still trying to find all the stuff about Aragorn. That's, that's okay. Yeah, um, but I am listening. Well, you know, actually, I feel like maybe I've been talking for a little bit. Would you like to jump back in after all? No, go ahead. Okay. Yes. Um, so I wanted to talk about, I'm so excited that I can say this word. Last episode, I was saying how I can't say this word, and now I can um, say it.
2: Okay, I'll be honest. I think this was going to end up being my next note if I had taken
0: it anyway. Oh, uh, okay. Nazgul's! Yep. They, the ring rates... The Black Riders are Ringwraiths, and the Ringwraiths are Nazgul's. I have wanted to say Nazgul's since, like, I started reading the damn book. Um, Oh, no, it wasn't. wasn't I I don't know. And and, and more than that, because, again, it's like, who cares that they're called Nazgul's? Doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't fucking matter that they're called Nazgul's. But, wow, have I wanted to say the word Nazgul's. (laughs) Um, I'll be honest. Watching the movies,
2: I never put that connection together. Like which was which is like, huh? This guy looks familiar from the first movie. When I was watching this dragon thing, uh, but I, I was never sure if that if it was like the dragon thing or the rider on the dragon thing that was the
0: Nazgul. Right. Yes. Um. But That's but what so I want to mention. Um. So on page two hundred sixty three of my copy, I think maybe this is Gandalf talking. I'm really not sure. Um. Although actually, no. This is probably Elrond. He says, um, where are we? Um, am I going to find this? What did I write down? The Nine, the Nazgul Keep. 263, is that right? The Nine, the Nazgul Keep. Where do I see the word? Oh, here we go. Okay, so, um, some Galdor, said Gandalf, would think of would think the tidings of Glowin and the pursuit of Frodo proof enough that the halfling's trove is a thing of great worth to the enemy. Oh, yeah. They're like, how do we even know that this is the one ring? Like, this could just be anything yeah. or just a regular ring of power. And then Gandalf's like, well, through process of elimination, we could figure out that this is the one ring. He says that the nine the Nazgul keep. Okay, we know the Nazgul are the ring rates, The ring rates are the Black Riders. Yep. So each of the Black Riders has a ring of power. And then I even I even went back to, like, uh, that chapter in the beginning, Shadows of the Past. I've been tiptoeing around that, but Gandalf just says that explicitly then anyways. Not like it matters too much, but just for the record, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, is the fact that there's nine Black Riders, does that mean any? What do you think, guys? <laughs> it's because they they're the ones referred to in that poem. They're the nine you know mortal men the nine kings doomed to die um who have become nazgul yes seven are taken or destroyed referring to the seven rings given to the dwarves
2: glow and stirred but does not speak
0: yes yeah you're exactly where i'm at and then the three we know of what then is this one that he desires so much so a couple things because again we are going to want to talk more about the rings in general. But one, I thought it was funny that Gandalf um, is like, hey, we could figure out that this is the one ring just through process of elimination. And it's like, could you have done that before? Could you have done that earlier? <laughs> um, maybe not. He talks about like how he came to his conclusions about what the ring truly was. Yep. And then um, the Nazgul having rings of power themselves... And, and being those, like, nine kings or whatever from the poem at the very beginning of the story I think is interesting, too. Um, I don't have more to say about that just yet, but I, I probably will want to add on to that later. But, um, Josh, how about you? You continue.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to pick up where I left off. If we come across anything you already talked to talk about, I'll just skip the note. Um So before we got all that stuff about,
0: Josh, can I interrupt real quick? I'm sorry to stop you. I I just I just said you have the floor and then I stopped you. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) I'm trying to actually make notes.
0: (laughs) I noticed that before it looks like you were drinking like a mason jar of Mountain Dew, or something. Do Uh, do you have like two different sodas going on? Because you just lifted up like a a black or a brown. I don't know a dark a darker soda.
1: I am. I'm switching between you uh, are. diet Dr Pepper and diet Mountain Dew.
0: Yeah, you are. Uh, you are. Wow. Yeah, very you fucking mad. I mean, like, why? Why do you even? What is the benefit to you of like um, going back and forth? But I mean, like, you wouldn't just drink one and then drink the other. Oh, like, you're variety, literally just like popping the spice tips. of life. Wow.
1: Yeah, you know, I like to change it up.
0: You. Alright, sorry. Okay. I really had to comment on that. Alright, Josh, uh, for real, so, please go on.
2: So this is page 302 in my copy, which is going to be back a few pages for you. Yeah. Um, I think there's another name for the sword that's given. And it's uh, Narciel, Because it says, but Narciel was broken and its light extinguished, and it has not yet been forged again. And this yeah. is after going on about how... Uh, so there fell at like Gladden Fields, and these are the three people who knew about it. Yeah. Um, my, my note on this was that Narsil must be the broken sword I remember from the movies, because I had mentioned it last um, uh, podcast with another name that I can't even remember now. Yeah. Um, and then just tacking on the end of this. No, there's just there's so much lore in this chapter. We're only like five pages in at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you mean Narsil as another name of uh, the Sword of Elendil? Yes. Yeah, I do see what you're looking at because yeah, they talk about those two legendary weapons. There's the Spear of Gilgalad, which is Iglos, and then the Sword of Elendil, which is Narsil. Yep. Or Narsil. Yeah, I I see that. Yep.
2: Um. And then we also have the ring being referred to as Isildur's Bane. Yeah. Because it's the reason he died. Yes. Um, okay. Another couple more. Uh, a couple more names here because we get a bunch of we get the sudden history about these to uh, do, do, do. Where is the thing? We get the name drops of. Minas Ethyl and Minas Morgul, the Tower of Sorcery. Minas Ethyl is the tower of was it prophecy?
0: Yeah, that's like what you were talking about before about like the two like the like the races of men, they like split. There there's this right. river, right? And then on right. the map on either end of the mouth of the river, they build these like epic cities.
2: Right, no. They when they the brothers split, one went north and that became Aragorn's people. One went south and that became Gondor. I thought,
0: yeah, yeah. And then the
2: one who went south, they split again, and we got these two epic cities across the like across the mouth of this river, uh, which were initially named Minas Ethil and Minas Morgul. No. Fuck.
0: Yeah, I know it's a lot. But right, but it did become Minas Morgul because it like fell at some point, and yes. then the like dark forces like overtook Tower it. Tower of Guard, there. yeah.
2: It became it Minas was named anew as Minas Tirith. And that's the name that I knew.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: So my question was, were these were these two towers that were being named uh previously before I got to the Minas Tirith? were those the uh the two towers of the next book we're gonna read?
0: I really don't know.
2: Uh and then we have uh, Minas Tirith is named. Part of that same note. Yeah. And then on the next page, we get the name of Rohan. Yeah. Uh, there's so many names I know appearing in this chapter. <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> just, holy shit, like, I know all this stuff from the movie. I remember all this stuff. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then we have what I read earlier, the, uh, the, the prophecy that Boromir heard in his dream.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It refers to the halfling's... F- Fourth shall stand, or the halfling singular. Fourth shall stand, and this is where I realized, oh, halfling isn't like a D and D term that got around hobbits. It it it's it, like Tolkien also used the term halfling.
0: Yeah. So that was uh, like, oh, okay. But did did he himself also make the term halfling?
2: I. Did not bother to look that up. I was uh, right. I don't know. I'd always I'd always assumed halfling was the uh, let's get let's lawyer ourselves out of referring to referring to them as hobbits. Yeah, uh, because that's what they're always portrayed as. And uh, yeah, now it's oh no, it's just okay. They're they're still not hobbits, but they halflings is not like it's not Lord of the Rings like off brand Lord of the Rings. It is also Lord of the Rings.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, oh and then before I hand it off back to you a very meta paragraph because I've already gone through like four or five notes here uh do, do, do. which one was it I put it between two paragraphs fuck <clears throat> okay it's when Bilbo's talking to Frodo
0: Mm-hmm.
2: um Oh no, no, it's five sorry, I, it's five very meta paragraphs. To some there's Bilbo's tale was wholly new this is when Bilbo's telling his story uh, and they listened with amusement while the old hobbit, actually not at all displeased, recounted his adventures with Gollum at full length uh, he did not omit a single riddle. Uh he would have given also an account of his uh, party and disappearance fr- from the Shire if it had been allowed, but Elrond raised a hand well told, my friend, he said, but that, but that is enough at this time. Uh, for the moment, it suffices to know that the ring passed to Frodo, your heir. Let him now speak. Then, less willingly than Bilbo, Frodo told all of his dealings with the ring uh, from the day that it passed into his keeping. Every step of his journey from Hobbitown to the Ford of uh, Bruinen uh, was questioned and considered, and everything that could recall concerning the Black Riders was examined. At last, he sat down again. Not bad, Bilbo said to him. <laughs> You would have made a good story of it if they hadn't kept on interrogating. I tried making a few notes, but we shall have to go over it again together sometime. And if, if I'm to write it up, there are whole chapters of stuff before you ever get here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes, it made it made quite a long tale. Answered Frodo, but the story still does not seem complete to me. I still want to know a good deal, especially about Gandalf. Right. So I, befall, I apologize for reading that whole part, but. I mean, it's basically like and then they told then Bilbo's told us the story of the Hobbit and the first chapter of Lord of the Rings. And then Elrond said enough. Let Frodo tell the rest of rest of it up to now. And then Bilbo's like, very good. We read you made a good story here. And it's like and Frodo's like, yes, I would like to know more of it, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's right. They They recount exactly what we just got done reading. And then, like, even, even funnier, it's like uh, Good the, job. the framing device for us reading this is that everything that they're saying, everything that we're reading ha- has been written and recorded by characters in-universe. So, yes. um, Mostly Bilbo. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's funny to hear him, like, oh, yeah, he has, he has all these incomplete notes and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, that, that kind of becomes the book that you're reading in a lot of ways, which is funny um
2: and then my next note was name dropping the nazgul um so yeah we already covered that oh we also sorry i just just come looking at it at the same page we right after we learned that word nazgul we got confirmation that the necromancer and sauron are one and the same
0: oh yeah that's right
2: and we also get a recount of uh gandalf's white council mission
0: with power crossed out because I'm about too much. God. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, um, it is. It is cool to see that tied back into the story too. Because
2: we were talking about that when we first read The Hobbit. Like, what the hell is this necromancer that they're talking about? But like, we had no idea back then, and it was very like. I mean, it could it be Sauron? But we also like, we like, do we even talk about that? Because we had like, do we? How much knowledge do we have about this book?
0: Right. <laughs> yeah so, yeah it's funny that that's what it ended up being um,
2: excuse me but yeah it was it was Sauron and they drove him away and then apparently in the year it's been peaceful but in the years since it's uh, the the darkness has reoccupied the Mirkwood
0: yeah yeah, that seems to be a common theme. It's like, oh yeah, you know, things have been okay, but now things are getting worse. It's like, yeah, the the dark forces are gathering. Um, since you so brought it up before, time. Josh, <laughs> I want to um I want to talk just in general about the story that Elrond recounts about him like being there when Sauron was defeated. Um, because like just feels like a really important story and we've gotten pieces of it like who uh it was it was aragorn who like sings this song about gilgalad and like sam they're like who's that guy and then like sam i think is the one who knows all about it um that was at least a handful yeah. of chapters ago yeah i remember right like, and 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 here you know we get um this I don't know. This whole thing about about the battle, and um, Elrond is like, I was the herald of Gilgalad and marched with his yep. host. I was at the battle of Daggerlad before the Black Gate of Mordor, where we had the mastery, for the spear of Gilgalad and the sword of Ellendale. Iglos and Narsal, none could withstand. I beheld the last combat on the slopes of Orodruin, which we know is the name of the mountain that we just refer to as Mount Doom, you know, popularly called Mount Doom, but I guess not surprisingly at this point has a real name, probably has seven names and we're only told one, um, where Gilgalad died and Elendil fell and Narsil broke beneath him. But Sauron himself was overthrown and a sealed door cut the ring from his hand with the hilt shard of his father's sword and took it for his own. Um, And then like this, that's kind of the thing, you know, it's like the more you read through Lord of the Rings, I feel like that's the thing, is like each history is kind of like scaffolded by another prior history that Tolkien has written about somewhere, you know, because it's like, you could easily just be like, oh yeah, so this is like the inception point, you know, this is the beginning right here that that sets everything in motion, but it's like, no, Tolkien also wrote about everything before that too, like... There's a whole fucking deal of history before this point that leads up to this point, and and so on and so forth. Um, My question is, this is just a general question here. And I'm just going to quickly tie into, um, I think, a really interesting line. I'm going to just connect these two notes. It has to do with Sauron. Um, On my copy, page 281, Elrond says... Um, <clears throat> oh, fucking shit. You know, I put the page number down, and then it's like, okay, but where on the page? Um, this damn. That's one. Oh, here we go. There we go. Thank you, Connor. I appreciate you uh, cutting in there. You're exactly right. He says, for nothing is evil in the beginning. Even Sauron was not so. I fear to take the ring to hide it. I will not take the ring to wield it. So Elrond is like, even Sauron wasn't evil. Okay. Um, something happened. I mean, he made the ring, right? It's not like the yep. ring made him evil. He had to have some sort of evil intention to make it, but, but even that isn't what I'm worried about. Who or what the fuck is Sauron? Is he an elf? A man? I Nobody has said anything about this. Shouldn't it be important? I actually have knowledge about this, so I'm
2: not gonna (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what'd you say?
1: He's half hobbit, half elf.
2: Ah I mean yes, but also he doesn't he doesn't know what hobbits are. And he's Bilbo's half brother.
1: Obvious. I no, created Frodo. Bilbo. What's no Frodo? I <laughs> am your father. <laughs> oh, God. What's funny about that quote is that I I read it for the first time this week on Twitter before reading this these chapters. Have you guys seen what, that?
0: that? That nothing is created evil, or
1: you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even oh, Sauron. Cool. Be, uh, because people were were debating. You know, it was like Game of Thrones versus Lord of the Rings. And um, it was just like arguing that Lord of the Rings is better because it's like clear-cut good versus evil. There's there's heroes and then there's villains and there's no in between or whatever. And it's like Game of Thrones is all just like miserable people that suck that are fighting each other <laughs> or whatever. Um, So that's, that's where I read that. But it turned out that I, th- I think it was tweeted by... This like really strange, um, very right wing, Lord of the Rings themed Twitter account.
0: Yeah, weird.
1: Yeah, so I was I kind of went down that rabbit hole. <clears throat> huh.
0: What uh, what do you make of that quote though, Connor? If I, anything,
1: I mean I I like it. I, I think it's a it's a good quote. I it makes it really does make me intrigued um, as to what. The origins of Sauron are um, yeah, what kind of uh, middle earth person he he is uh, and yeah what his relationship was and how he turns to what he is today and then, and then obviously it, it makes you think like, oh is, is it just that sometimes people can get corrupted, you know, just like um, the other guy, Sara man yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 uh yeah. How does evil creep in?
0: Yeah. It's uh it's a good question because it's like it it is kind of funny that like the ring is kind of a um almost hand wavy, it's like, oh yeah, you know, Saruman's evil now because the influence of the ring and it's like we know that the the ring is sort of like evil incarnate and, and the the influence that it has over people, but um yeah, it's like well but it doesn't mean that evil came into the world when the ring was forged. Exactly. So it, it sort of is like you know what what is that uh, that inception point, or or how does that happen? You know, even to you know people who don't who don't have that in their hearts. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like was Sauron really just uh, as as good and pure pure-hearted as anyone else?
1: yeah or are are some people predisposed to fall into evil and then you know this this uh, ring is what they created and that's kind of now like an amplify and like an amplifier for for all evil in the world you know yeah um yeah it's it's interesting are some people like actually pure at heart or does everybody have that potential to be corrupted yeah um
0: I, I do think that's a question that um, will continue to be asked as we read on. And and the ring is like an interesting yeah. conduit for that because it's like, well, if a good person gets the ring and they do something evil, like, does that mean they were evil or is it the influence of the ring? And like, what's the difference? Yeah. Um, so it, so it's like, right. Like, is there even such a thing as, as anyone, you know, having a completely pure heart and... Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where I I, I don't think there's going to be like clear cut answers, but we'll we'll get to talk more about it as we read on. So, um, but yeah, just that idea that Sauron was not always evil was really fascinating to me because um, I feel like I did have that kind of uh, more basic understanding. Just like you were talking about, Connor, like, you know, memes where it's like, oh, Lord of the Rings is just clear cut or whatever, however you phrased it. Um, And I'm sure there's cases you can make for either side of that. But the fact is, is like, you know, Tolkien makes it a point to say that um, Sauron, who at this point in the story is like, literally referred to as the dark lord like you know he is like fucking pure fucking evil um it'd be very easy to just say like well he's always been evil you know he's he's a a fairy tale antagonist you know but we we get like the tiniest of wrinkles within his character where it's like that's not even true you know um
2: we we did get that earlier passage where they refer to a a greater enemy
0: true or the greatest enemy
2: Something like that, but yeah, we don't. That's really all we know.
0: Yeah, that I wasn't even thinking about though, Josh. That's a good point because it's like that—that that greater enemy could be um, part of what caused Sauron to go down this path. So it's interesting to think about. Hmm. Um. So wow! Your, holy your shit! Notes. Yeah, I do not feel wild. like I'm even fucking close. Holy shit! Oh, my God. Um, I said And the thing is, I get it. Like, not all of my notes, like, it's not all worthwhile. Like, I don't feel like I need to go through every single one. But I got to tell you, uh, the amount that I have down here is, like, ridiculous. There are so many fucking things to talk about in this chapter. (laughs) There's no way we're going to get to it all. There is no way. I'm not going back to Hyrule tonight. (sighs) Well, we'll see.
2: Yeah, we'll see. Um I can sacrifice sleep if I need to.
0: Well, I mean, I don't want to to drag over long, but um... I'm kidding. The next chapter. Yeah, of course, gonna of course you're going to play Zelda, right? I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, honestly, I'll be fine if we if we spend an hour forty five talking about this chapter and ten minutes talking about the next chapter. I'll be I'll, I feel like that'll be weighted pretty fairly. <laughs> um. Oh, I think last thing about Aragorn, and then I'll I'll hand it back to you, Josh. Sure. But we, we get... I remember asking, like, what is the deal between Aragorn and Gandalf's relationship? And we get a little more insight into that, where um, uh, Gandalf reaches adventure. out to him.
2: Yeah, they had a little adventure together trying to track down... Uh, Gollum. Gollum, yeah.
0: Right. So we know, like, what their history is now... And and why Gandalf entrusted Aragorn to like um, help Frodo and, and the rest of them and so um, that was kind of interesting too because at first it's like you meet Aragorn you're like who the fuck is this guy why does he know Gandalf you know and just as a little bit of an aside they kind of fill those gaps in here too which um, I liked
2: I agree so kind of kind of keeping on that track just going. Off to the side a little bit. Af- they chase Gollum from Mordor, where they find some of his tracks, um, and they they chase it for a while. And eventually, Gandalf ends up at Gondor uh, to do research there <clears throat> about the Ring. Uh, eventually, deciding like, all right, if I can't get information from Gollum, I can get information from uh, some old texts that uh, he found from Isildur that just happened to be in Gondor for some reason. Because they were separated from the... I I don't remember it. Uh, But there's one passage that Isidore wrote about describing the ring where... Ah, crap. Where's the line? The ring misseth, maybe, the heat of Sauron's hand, which was black and yet burned like fire. Uh, And so Gilgalid was destroyed. So it's like, oh, I guess Sauron has fire hands and lives in a fire mountain. Setting up the the burnt-slash-fire motifs from the movies... Uh, in this passage here, I guess, um, and in that same passage, Isildur refers to the ring as being precious. I just like how that that word keeps coming up with in relation to the ring.
0: Oh, I didn't even catch that. That's cool.
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's that it's that whole passage. Uh, where is it? Oh yeah. Uh, but for my part, I will risk no hurt to this thing. Of all the works of Sauron, the only fair. It is precious to me, though I buy it with great pain.
0: Oh, yeah. That is cool. Um, before you go on to your next one, what I want to, yep. to mention about that... Remember in... Uh, I think it's the second chapter, Shadows of the Past, second or third. Um, Gandalf finally proves that the ring Bilbo has is the one ring by throwing it into the fire. And I'm like, is that all you had to fucking do? Yep, all you had to fucking do to prove that it was the one ring was throw it in the fire like how, you know, but why didn't know, know that? Why that's why that is what he Precisely. Had to and I I also appreciate this because it's like okay, Gandalf only learns this by going to Gondor, which is really fucking far away. Nice. Um and then it doesn't even necessarily say in a sealed door's notes like, "Hey, throw it into the fire." he says that it only still has the markings on it because of the heat of Sauron's hand, which is like, how, how soon after they cut it off his hand, did he write this down? Like how fucking hot is this ring? Well, no, no,
2: he said it burned him at first, but then like the words were there, but they slowly faded over time. Yeah. And then I think I, it was either in that passage or Gandalf posits after reading it, that heating it up again would make the words reappear. But only briefly
0: right right so right but that that's exactly the thing where it's like I like that this writing doesn't explicitly say hey if you want to prove that this is the one ring you got to throw it in the fire it's more like oh there's a connection to Sauron's hand and the heat that he himself produced that Isildur recognizes made the writing and so Gandalf is like oh I can recreate those similar situations or, or conditions and, like, hopefully that would prove it. It makes a lot more sense to me the way that it happens in that second chapter. Now that I've read this second chapter, it's like poetry. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <sighs> yeah.
2: So I, I also spotted some more parallels with The Hobbit, or rather connections with The Hobbit, uh, where Aragorn helped, uh, Aragorn helped Gandalf capture and question Gollum. At the Wood Elves' place, no less. In the Mirkwood. So, like, when they actually finally get their hands on Gollum, they bring him to uh, the, the Wood Elves' palace. So, I just thought that was a neat little connection back to the Hobbit.
0: Yeah, isn't start. it funny that um, Glowin is like, oh, he got better treatment than us.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, and then it's like, again i was like if we went over everything you guys were refuting about we there'd be no point in this fucking council we'd just all fuck off um but yeah
0: yeah like how they they treated Gollum like a weird dog they're like oh he has to go outside though right it's yeah. a nice day you
2: should take him for a walk yeah <laughs> yeah no the dwarves they could stay in there for weeks
0: yeah like they they felt bad for him and then yeah he uh he escapes slash, you know, they say is, like, maybe rescued, really. He like outsmarted uh, them. He
1: tricked them. Yeah. I mean, somehow he he had an escape plan. Somehow he, he heard from his masters, and they hatched a plan. Yep. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Gandalf has that line. He says something like, um, you know, he may yet still have a part to play that Yeah. That, that no one can guess, you know.
1: Me thinks, mm. me thinks he does.
0: Yeah.
2: Maybe. Then uh, There's this part where Gandalf reads s- or speaks some of the, the, the dark language uh, and like the sky darkens and his voice is like harsh, powerful, harsh as stone. What caught my attention though was all trembled and the elves st- stopped their ears. Oh, stop their ears. Fuck. That's different than what I read. Never mind. Wait. This note sucks. I thought like stooped like their ears like Went down. It was like, oh, Tolkien L's ears like are are movable, but no, they like yeah. plug their ears. Fuck, I misread that on Saturday.
0: Well, I, I feel like it's more confusing to say stopped their ears. I mean, what does that mean? They just like you can like choose to hear or not.
2: No, like they stuff like they stopped it like a like a cork. Yeah. Um. So I, I assume they use their like they cover their ears with their hands as opposed to like stuffing cotton or cork or whatever in their ears, but um that. That's on me. That's fuck that up. Um, let's see. We then g- find a new character later on when Gandalf is r- recounting his story at length. Uh, we meet Radagast, the Gra- the Brown.
0: Yes, we do. Who
2: is in the Hobbit movies, oddly enough.
0: <laughs> right. Which, as I had mentioned when we were reading The Hobbit, was part of the very reason why I did not want to watch the Peter Jackson Hobbit movies because I know they bring in elements from the Lord of the Rings and the Silmarillion into them. So it's yes. like, but but yes, you're right about that, Josh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And my note's just here. Are just oh, Randy Gast, I know him. Uh, we get our first mention of Isengard, which is something that is named that I knew about. Um, uh, yeah. This Isengard.
0: It's a... place.
2: It is a place, yes. Oh! Uh, however, I wrote a message to Frodo and trusted that my friend the innkeeper to send it to him. I rode away at dawn and I came at long last to the dwelling of Saruman. That is far north in Isengard in the end of the Misty Mountains, not far from the Gap of Rohan. So it's... It's where, uh... It's where Saruman lives.
0: Can we talk about Saruman for a minute yep. since we're here?
2: Yes. My, my next note was actually Saruman has fallen to the problems of power. Uh, and he also calls the ring precious.
0: He does. Yep. Wow. I did not catch either of those drops. That's really cool.
2: Yeah. I've been, I've been catching that. Like every time someone starts talking about the ring, it's like, I think uh, Bilbo refers to it as precious in the Hobbit. Gollum obviously calls it as precious, but I think that's like one of the, the little like hints. So, hmm. when someone starts referring to the the ring as precious. It means that it has its whole a hold on them.
0: Gotcha. Um, Connor, any thoughts on like Saruman's betrayal and what happens to like Gandalf here when he when he when he shows up? Like their whole like confrontation between these two wizards.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It, it was a it's a cool little um, story. It's it's like it's tough because they know that they have so much history together and there's like it's they're they're like two very uh you know long and battle-worn wizards or whatever um so so it you know felt it felt powerful and and I liked uh getting a bit of Radagast the Brown who I kind of a
2: useful idiot this chapter though
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought he was funny in a way. Um so yeah i mean it's it's cool to get deeper into um the
2: wizarding world of, <laughs> of lord of the rings um the,
0: the wizarding world of frodo Baggins. yeah <laughs> why, why does it feel like that's such a loaded term <laughs> like, I, yeah I, yeah i know i know
1: um but but no i'm 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 intrigued on uh man i'm I am curious to know how he was before his turn because he, he, he seemed to always be the one that kind of pushed them away from doing, you know, the right thing at the time. Um, so, so I, I mean, I don't know. It kind of feels like everyone is surprised but not, like, super – most people are, like, not super outrageously shocked.
0: Right. Like after Gandalf tells the story I, I forget who it is who kind of chimes in, but it's like, oh yeah, you know. Hi. Kinda of sounds like he was leading you astray anyways. Yeah. You know, maybe you should have picked up on that. Yep. Yeah. Um Yeah, it is it is interesting because it it seems like we really only get to know Saruman as um as he like falls under the corruption. Of the ring much like how you know we're told that Sauron wasn't always evil but like we're not gonna get any of that you know like he's the Dark Lord it's just somewhere in their past you know yeah, that, that yeah. they were different um, what I did think was interesting too about Saruman here is it's not that he just wants to serve Sauron you know he's like hey You know, Gandalf, join me, and together we can destroy the Emperor and bring order and peace to the galaxy. Like, literally, you know. Yeah. Um, He's he's like, you know, why don't we seize the power for the Ring ourselves? Um, I'm really just letting you in on this because, like, you're you know, you're you're the only other person who might get it. Um. And it it's I I, it it felt like it was kind of touching on um some of what we would have been talking about before where you know gandalf kind of makes these invasive or dismissive decisions um that 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 might like um kind of undercut what you might consider lesser beings you know like their autonomy their individuality and we were like, oh, isn't it weird that Gandalf, like, reads people's minds and, you know, like, withholds all this information. And it's like, that, that can still be true. Like, that's all still true. But I think we really see the dark side of that coin with Saruman, who's like, essentially his argument is like, we know best. We are the smartest fucking people on the planet. Imagine, like, how much better everyone's lives could be if we had a ring of ultimate power that pretty much forced everyone to do whatever the fuck we want. Like Saruman's yeah. argument is that they can make the world better by force, you know? Um, and Gandalf immediately sees through all this and is like, what yeah, this "Yeah, me business? Only one person can wield the ring. Yes. Which is another, I mean, that's a huge part of it, but it's like, even if you couldn't, right? It's like, it's kind of that age-old idea, you know, it's, you can't force people into, into happiness or into a better life. You, you can't, even if you really do have something that, like, could help someone, you can't force it onto people. And Saruman's like, but what if we could, you know? We really can do it with this magic ring. We yeah. can force people to be better. Yeah. Isn't that great? And God was like, well, we can either
2: bow down to Sar or we can bow down to you. That's what you're suggesting here. Yes.
1: And yeah, so. and it, it, it doesn't I don't know, it doesn't even feel to me like he is super genuine. You know, it seems like in a way he's saying that to 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 butter Gandalf up a little bit in the hopes that maybe he he would agree. But I, I you know, I don't think that his his goals are even as noble as as he says in his plea to Gandalf.
0: No, they aren't. Yeah, I think I think you're exactly right about that, Connor and um and like josh was saying like that's what gandalf sees through it's like it's really all about saruman's personal power and that and and that's what it is right it's the corruption of the ring it's it's not um it's not anything else but like once saruman feels like he has an opportunity to acquire it it's like everything else gets warped and twisted it's it's the only thing that he um that he's focused on yeah so I, I think you're right. Um, so I, you know, Saruman is kind of like a dark foil for Gandalf. Saruman is kind of like, well, what if, what if Gandalf did get the ring or, or desired the ring, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're two halves of that coin.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and this kind of adds a, uh, kind of more of a loose cannon element to, to the plot and, and, uh, you know now. Now there's a main bad guy and like a kind of bad secondary bad guy that that could mm-hmm. I, you know I feel like maybe could flip either way at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what Tolkien does with Saruman in the books, um, because even even this introductory um, like meeting with him, I've kind of always thought of him as sort of an underling or a, a willing um servant to sauron and and here saruman is immediately like you know this has nothing to do with sauron like we can fucking kill sauron like i just want the ring you know
2: yeah he's like third party like i want the ring
0: yeah yeah um so yeah i'd say i'd say you're right about that too connor it's like we we have like uh at least, you know, three different factions now, right, that are kind of all vying for this thing. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah but Gandalf escapes, and then... Eventually. Eventually. We get into the, the whole thing. Like, Josh mentioned the Horse Lords of Rohan. There's a whole question of, like, are they also corrupted? Like, it has to do with the region of the land that they're in. They're not very far from where Saruman is, so they're like, oh, if Saruman fell, like, why wouldn't the riders of Rohan fall? Like, Saruman's so strong, so why would they withstand Sauron's um, Plus, they're getting
2: Sauron horses.
0: Yes. But Boromir calls that into question. I think. He does, yeah. So we do So, we don't know that for sure, but um, it, it's conflicting stories there.
2: A little bit, yeah. I I think they're conflicting reasoning as to why they're doing it. Yeah, like are they showing fealty or are they just like paying the bribe so they don't get attacked?
0: Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, gotcha. And this is this is
2: where Gandalf meets Shadowfax, and we get like a mm-hmm. whole paragraph and a half on him.
0: Yeah, I like how it ends where Gandalf is like, "Yeah, we're friends now." He li- he literally uses the word <laughs> friend. Um he's like he'll just he'll he'll show up if I ask, you know, but he just goes to do his own thing, you know. Much like fucking um what was the name of uh Tom Bombadil's awesome fucking horse? It was like Chunky Worthington or uh <laughs> like Fatass McGee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fatass McGee. Those are so much better than Fatty Lumpkin. Fatty Lumpkin! Yeah, fatty but like Fatty Fat Lumpkin ass McGee. <laughs> like, <laughs> But like Fatty Lumpkin it's, it's not just that he's, like, following around Tom Bombadil. He, like, does his own, like, individual pony shit, you know? And then, like, he just, like, if he if, if Tom Bombadil calls, he's like, oh, yeah, he'll show up, you know? Like, sure, he'll help you out. But, like, he's living his own fucking horse life, you know? Shadow Facts is like, sh- the same deal. Shadow Facts is like, well, I got horse things to do. See you later. Gandalf is like, cool. Thanks for being, like, the Best horse, like in the world.
2: By the way, yeah. Um, As he goes off to eat grass and shit in a field. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, horse things.
0: (laughs) They even there's even a line where I think they say something like he he may have been like fold at like the morning of the earth or like there's there's something to imply that this horse is like incredibly old as well. Um, I think
2: that was more just like metaphorical.
0: I, I'm not taking anything as metaphorical in this story. I mean, if Elrond was around for Sauron to be slain and this and that, yeah. if Tolkien writes that this horse was born at like the beginning of creation, then that's what I'm going to assume. It
1: sounds <laughs> it, it sounds more like a historical fact to me yeah. in the universe. Um, I'm going to run to the bathroom. Do you guys want to do a Type 5? Or do you want to keep on talking about yeah, your need, shit? I, but... I, I...
2: Yes, I agree for Type 5. Alright. All right, we still okay. got some chat we still got someone else in this chapter but yeah
1: alright let's do it
2: okay let's jam okay um, um, so yeah we, we just got done talking about shadow facts we just had a quick break because we've been going for a while if we didn't announce that <laughs> um, yeah so could I just do you have any more notes you want to go through or can I just like finish off the mind for this chapter
0: Go go on, Josh, and then I'll jump in with whatever I want to say last.
2: Okay, so we actually get the question is brought up of like, why don't we just give this to Tom Bombadil? Could he like keep it yeah. safe in his little corner of the of the world? I'm and all for like, more well-
1: Bombadil content.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and, and Gandalf's like, well, no, uh, he might do it uh, if if everyone in the uh, if everyone in the free world begged him but uh honestly he'd probably just forget about it and then why is it like how would we be in any better a position than when Gollum first found it Mm -hmm. and i just i just i I thought this was a really good explanation as to why we don't have this really powerful character who just kind of shows up uh to save everybody i was
1: happy they included that too because that's like you know it could be like a major plot hole thing like if if they have tom Tom bombadil then then just like don't bring up his incredible fucking powers ever again like i could see that happening
2: yeah like that would happen in
1: in hitchhikers
2: you know yes
1: but they really considered all of the possibilities and and did give adequate reasons
2: of why that shouldn't
1: happen or can't happen
2: yes and hi nova i'm i'm trying to do a podcast nova um we also get the explanation that he is only this powerful in his he's only the master of his domain.
1: But he's chosen he's chosen that domain. Right. It's he said it himself, so like why couldn't he he expand it? Like I don't understand it's we're still not totally clear on what ha- what power he has. It seems like it's like self made, like it like but like he likes to be it, powerful. It's but, very, not, but not but it's kinda like right?
2: Orboros kind of mm-hmm. mentality, like like he is the master of, the, of that land, but that land is only there because he's the master kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's like a bootstrap paradox.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I went with the more mythical thing, but yes. Um, also, we just get some extra backstory on him, I think.
0: Yeah, we get his real name. It's not Tom Bombadil.
2: No, yeah. that's just one of the names he's been using lately. He's been around or, for so or long. Or right,
0: it's like does he different a, The concept character. of a real name is almost silly for him. He's so old. It's like he 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 probably just doesn't even have a name at all. He is named, but like he probably yeah. is nameless because of his age. Really?
2: Yeah. Yep. What what, what did the elves call him again? Um,
0: it starts with an I, I think, but um, I don't have that in front of me. Uh, Ir-
2: yeah. Irwin Adar. yeah know
0: yeah not, and not only that like we were talking about um, oh yeah like he probably wouldn't accept it and then even if he would he would forget about it but then you even get like even if he did accept it and didn't forget about it it's like is he even strong enough to withstand the full might of Sauron's forces because eventually they would realize that's where the ring is and why wouldn't Sauron send literally his entire army to get it? And if he right. did, could Tom Bombadil defeat Sauron's entire army single-handedly? No. Then it's like, okay, so if you give it to him, you're only putting off the problem. Exactly. On, on that similar note, not to jump in here, but, but just since you're talking about it, Josh... Um, They also talked about how Saruman had often—we come to find out their lies. He had lied about, uh, oh, don't worry about the One Ring. It it must have been, you know, lost in the river and washed out to the sea where no one will ever get it. And then one character—I love that they voiced this, too, because I was thinking this. It's like, oh, well, if Saruman was saying, don't worry about the ring because it's in the ocean, and everyone just agreed, like, yeah, you're right, no big deal, why wouldn't you just throw it into the fucking ocean— But they address that, too. And they're like, well, you know, the idea here is we have an opportunity to permanently address this problem. And if we throw it into the ocean, all we're doing is kicking the can down the road. And you might kick it down the road for thousands of years. I mean, like it might be lost for a really long time. But Sauron will never truly be destroyed unless the ring is destroyed. As long as the ring exists, the threat exists that he will return. Um, And uh, I know we had talked about how, like, you know, it's like, what themes did Tolkien, you know, intend or not intend? And it's, you know, as usual, I don't think it's really here nor there. But really made me think about the way that people um, address, like, climate change and... Yeah. the need to make the planet, like, sustainable and... I don't know. It even makes me think of that oh, uh, Futurama a episode where uh, they put giant ice cubes into the ocean, like, literally throwing things into the, into the ocean to try and, like...
2: Well, no, I think, I think the
0: better episode would be the garbage... Bomb, oh, when they so. launch the garbage into space and then it comes yeah. back to... Right, so it's so like a, out of one. sight, out of mind, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then they're like, well, what if that one comes back? I don't know.
0: Yeah, so it's like... Uh, you know, unless you really make an effort to um, solve the problem, you know, it's like you might you might die before uh, it matters. You know, but that's not what's at stake here. You know, they're they're really trying to um, create like a better world, not just oh, how can we pass this problem on to the next generation. And we'll all be dead, so who cares, you know? Maybe if people on Earth could live for, like, hundreds of years like they do in Middle Earth, we would see more of that kind of action.
2: Exactly. Or if the people who actually had power, who were actually trying to change things, could live longer. Yeah. Because the people who are in the way seem to live forever.
1: (laughs) That's a good point. Maybe it would just be worse. (laughs) if they could live for thousands of years maybe it would just be better for them and worse for us
0: yeah yeah i I could see that easily backfiring as well now that you uh you mentioned it hey nova but uh but yeah the idea that you know they're they're trying to bring a permanent end to the ring not just give the problem to somebody else so I thought that was another really good reason for it's like, okay, so we have to destroy it. Feels like they really do do go through all their options and they're like, okay, well that just leaves us with destroying it. Yes. And there's only one way to destroy it, which is at Mount to Doom. Walk,
2: to walk into peril to Mordor, we must send the ring to the fire. And this is my next note. One does not simply walk into Mordor. <laughs> yes. I was actually a little surprised that line does not actually show up in the book. <laughs> for such or, a yeah, famous for line famous,
0: yeah. There's
2: another yep. famous line that's going to come up But that's next chapter
0: <laughs> It's Peter Jackson baby
2: Yeah, Actually that That was my second to last note um, Let me just double check some things Because we should why Tom won't be there Shadowfax Someone falls First time to listen guard Tolkien. Yeah. So my last note of this whole chapter is how i like this this line about despair um let's see the setup is that uh aristor who is like um elrond's like right hand man or something um uh, what strength have we for the finding of the fire in which it was made that is the path of despair, of folly, I would say, if the long wisdom of Elrond did not forbid me. To which Gandalf replies, despair or folly? It is not despair, for despair is only for those who see the end beyond all doubt. We do not. It is wisdom to recognize necessity when all others' courses have been weighed through, though as folly it may appear to those who cling to false hope. So I, I just like that, that idea of despair being uh only for those who see the end for those who only see the end. yeah <clears throat> I just I thought that was really good.
0: Yeah, yeah true or or to to feel like you know, I guess even if you don't see it, to just assume that the end is inevitable to give yes. up. It is kind of interesting because um, we get a line. Um, You know what, this might be in one of my, this might be my note, this is my note on uh, the next chapter, but I just want to bring it up here. Um, Before they set out on their journey, Elrond says, I can foresee very little of your road, and mentions that... um, it's because there's, like, this dark shadow that has, like, grown over the land. And I was like, oh, Elrond, is the dark side of the Force clouding your vision?
2: <laughs> that, is a, that is a good analogy. There is a, we're making so many analogies between this and Star Wars, like, just, like, the, the philosophy behind it. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's really interesting that, that they're just so connected. I mean, clearly, a lot of this is originating on Lord of the Rings side, but yeah. I'm starting to see why the, the Lord of the Rings subreddit and the prequel meme subreddits just get along so well.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do think there's a lot of overlap, and I don't think that's a mistake. To, yes. Yeah. Um, I agree. So but I but even just the idea... I'm sorry, Josh, go on.
2: No, no, no go, go ahead. I was going to change uh, subjects.
0: I was going to say, even just the idea that that Elrond is implying, I think there Again, I'm talking about something in the next chapter But y- your note made me think of it here That Elrond is implying that like, He can see the future to a limited point Yep it, I, You know, again, I think he's speaking literally He's like, you know, I can really see up to this point And then like the lands become too evil And it's like, I, I don't know what's yeah. going to happen to you there Because it's like darkness, right? Yes, um, I,
2: I agree, but it could also be Metaphorically speaking, as like I can predict what you're going to encounter up to a point
0: it could be Cause, yeah
2: because he is so well versed in knowledge and has all his experience he could make a reasonable assumption as to this is what's going to happen and just he's like that good of a planner but it's also high fantasy talking and of course he could probably see the future
0: yeah it like, does literally. it does feel like there's some limited foresight it, and it, I, I just thought it that could was be
2: it could be viewed either way yeah yeah depends on your certain point of view <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah okay um what were you going to say next josh
2: I was just going to come to a very important part of the chapter, which is um, when they decide who's going to take the ring. I don't have a yeah. note for it, but we get a whole paragraph as to about Frodo, about how he wants to stay uh, a lot overwhelming longing to rest and remain at peace at by Bilbo's side and Rivendell filled all his heart. Um, but at last with an effort, he spoke and wondered, uh, to hear his own words as if some other will was using his small voice. I will take the ring. He said, though. I do not know the way. And that's just one of those very important, like landmark moments of the book of the story. It's like, yeah, here's Frodo. He, and I understand the importance from like the movie scene. Cause I've seen that, uh, get thrown around. I saw a lot of it, get it thrown around at the beginning of the Ukraine invasion. Um, cause of like some memes, but, uh, the, like getting the, the context of this full section of the book, even though it's only two paragraphs, technically one, it's, you just have the, the formal paragraph break for the new line of Frodo's dialogue, but uh, just this paragraph of how Frodo feels in this moment, he's been sitting in this council, listening to all these stories, he just wants to stay, be with his, his father figure rest recuperate after this insane like month-long journey just to get here and ultimately he sets that aside it's like fuck it i'll do
0: it yeah yeah it was so. really um i don't really remember how this is done in the movie i'm willing to bet it's similar to how they do it here but um it's one of those things where it's like Frodo needed to be the one to say it you know it's like if if like the other characters were looking around and they were like oh well Frodo's the one who brought it here he's the he he's the one who should be the one to do it you know it's like it's so significant that Frodo is the one to speak up himself and offer to take it um in in such a way that like I think you could kind of take it for granted like it it feels like story writing 101, you know, you got to give your character this moment, but like I don't think it's it's true that that has to happen, you know, or 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 maybe even more than that. Like I think this is a great example for showcasing why it's so often impactful and and feels good um, to give your main character these moments because like Mm-hmm. you know they're the ones that are affecting these great changes in the narrative and like you know frodo is in in stature and and even in spirit sometimes you know maybe feels like like lesser or weaker and it's like oh well but but he's the one to do it like you're in this council full of legendary heroes and everyone's looking at the ground and you know looking side to side and looking at their feet and it's like doesn't matter if you're the fucking heir to a sealed door or the fucking son of whoever the fuck. It's like Frodo, this motherfucking hobbit is like, yeah. I'll be the one to do it. Yeah. yeah and nobody cool. fights it's... him on it.
2: I I think the other thing is just like no one wanted to be the one who says you have to go. Yeah. It had to, it had to be a volunteer. Yeah. Because they, they, they all think this is going to, for a very good reason, that this is going to be a suicide mission.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, they, they have every reason to think that. Absolutely. Which is just, it's just such a good, like, setup of the stakes. It's like, yeah, Josh, you there's every reason to think that, like, you do not want to do this. <laughs> it, you're going to go send a baby on a bombing run or something, and it's like... <laughs> Okay, uh, you know, good luck. <laughs> you can do it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. Uh, but it, it, yeah, it, it's great. It, it's great in, in both that regard that it, you know it's it's such an uplifting moment for Frodo. And I do I do feel like it's almost damning of the other characters. Like not that I see them in a negative light, but um, it's like they talk about all their great deeds, you know. But none of them and I, step I, up right right and they're they're just like waiting for someone to be the first one to say it and it's Frodo you know yeah uh, so yeah it's it's a great way to cap off the chapter and then Sam Sam jumps in too like we said yeah
2: so any f- other final thoughts on the chat this incredibly long chapter oh I, yeah. I thought of it during the break we need to call this episode uh, the council
0: of Chops. <laughs> I do like that. Um, that's what it feels like. Um, so the only... The only other thing I really want to mention... It has to do with the other Rings of Power. That's that's where I want to leave off here before we go into the next chapter. So on that same page that you're talking about, Josh... Um, Glowin says... Uh, uh, but b- because because this is just after... So they said like they're trying to account for the other rings. So, of course, there's the one ring. There's the nine rings given to mortal men. Those are the yep. Nazgul. They're all accounted for. The seven rings, Glowen chimes in, and he's like, oh, yeah, well, we tried to look for those. That's partly why we went to Moria. Gandalf's like, they're all gone. Don't worry about it. You're not going to find any fucking one of them. Because um, they've either been... Some of them have been reclaimed by Sauron. The other is apparently destroyed by dragons. Yep. Um, And so Glowen says, oh, but what of the three? The three rings given to the elven kings. And to that, um, I'm going to read this passage, which says. um, uh, Let's see. Do not the elf lords keep them. Yet they too were made by the Dark Lord long ago. Are the are they idle? I see Elf Lords here, will they not say? The Elf Lords or the Elves return no answer. Did you not hear me, Glowin? said Elrond. The three were not made by Sauron, so that seems significant. Nor did he ever touch them. But of them it is not permitted to speak. It's also a pattern we see here. Mm -hmm. So much only in this hour of doubt, I may say now. They are not idle, but they were not made as weapons of war or conquest. That is not their power. Those who made them did not desire strength or domination or hoarded wealth, but understanding, making, and healing, to preserve all things unstained. These things the elves of Middle-earth have in some measure gained, though with sorrow. But all that has been wrought by those who wield the three will turn to their undoing, And their minds and hearts will become revealed to Sauron if he regains the one. It would be better if the three had never been. That is his purpose. So, so one, we get another, like, recounting of the rings. Because I think another obvious natural question to come up is, like, if there's, what, 19 other rings, then... Shouldn't one of them, like, be able to help us? Shouldn't we be able to use one of them, at least? And the answer is no. You can't. And here's why. So we get that. Um, But then also, like, the one ring is, is so often referred to as this, the one ring to rule them all. And it really made me think about, like, what that even means. What it means to forge the one ring and what it means to rule. And it seems to be... I was. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, but, but from what I felt like in that passage there, Elrond is saying, like, okay, so we have the three rings. Sauron's never touched them, so, like, they aren't tainted. But if he gets the one ring, then he can control those who have the others, you know? And so, essentially, like, the other rings of power were forged... And then, in secret, Sauron forges the One Ring, which which kind of um, manipulates the power of all the others. So, it's like some of the power of the One Ring is also that, like, you can control anybody who wears another Ring of Power. And, like, maybe that's also where the Nazgul even, like, come from.
1: It's like the Master Key.
0: Yeah. So... I don't know. I guess I hadn't really considered it too much up until this point where it's like okay, the one ring to rule them all like who, you know because it's like, so it's super powerful but I, I think literally like you can control the other ring bearers and like that's sort of what Elrond is saying. It's like oh, they're the other safe rings, for now.
1: The other rings are they just seem so fucking pathetic. <laughs> like like what the fuck is the point? Like oh like if there wasn't the bad ring they could do they could do good things. Like they got like we could change things for the better with these rings. What what? How
2: what? I thought you said batarang. I was like oh you said bad rings. <laughs> I was like what does Batman
0: yeah. have to do with this? We could build yeah. a
1: batarang with this ring.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like does each ring have its own specific power even? Like Yeah, that's something I've never clear. been clear on.
2: But it it always seems to be- You know, it seemed to me that the one rings main power was that it could turn the wielder invisible and it just gives Sauron mind control over anyone with a ring, not just that one.
1: And I, I believe like, you know, I guess the one ring can control the, the the, the, uh, one ring can control the, the other rings, but I, I just feel like they're, they're so far away. Like they, they just seem very unrelated to, to the one ring. I guess, you know, I feel like they would all be bonded somehow, but it seems like they're just kind of,
2: I mean, that was kind of the point I I think was that they, they were
0: all of them deceived and that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. For there was another ring. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is one of those things where it, it feels kind of strange. It feels like where we come into this point in the, in the story the one ring is really the only one that matters. And so then it's sort of like, well, then why did you even make 19 other rings? Like, exactly, I, like literally, yeah. narratively, yeah. I'm talking about in, like, the story craft. It's like, if only one of the rings even matters, then why would you create 19 other rings as part of your lore? To throw the and scent think... off
1: the one ring that does matter? I don't know.
2: It's like they, they were... I. Th- my impression on all this is that the, the original 19 rings were meant to be given to the the figureheads of power, like the, the most influential people throughout Middle-earth. The the kings of men, the dwarves, and the elves. Yeah. And uh, then Sauron's just like, all right, now that they have them. Here's the master ring that will let me influence and control all of them so I have power over all of Middle-earth. Yes, that's kind of the the plan there. And then the people, the free people, were like, "Fuck that, we're gonna fight you." And then there was a big war. And he eventually had his hand chopped off. Well, and isidore took it, and the ring was like, "No, fuck you, go die in a river." And then it's like, "Oh fuck, I'm stuck in a river." And then Gollum came along, is like, "My precious," and mm-hmm. then we got the Hobbit. And that's kind of like the condensed version of the entire story of the Lord of the Rings up to this point
0: yeah um and i do i mean like it is a good plan on sauron's part because it's like you know if for some reason you were going to send out something to like every world leader on planet earth and then you have the opportunity to create something that would unknowingly control all of them it's like well then do you not like inherit complete global power um You're
1: you're course, you're implying the COVID vaccine, right?
0: Uh oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> what, one vaccine to rule them all. <laughs>
2: He's got it. It's Bill Gates.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but so, like, Sauron's plan is sound, and I, I think it all c- kind of goes back to the way that we were talking about um, Tolkien's. Uh, Hi. his urge and his, his, his drive to create like a fully filled out history and that's why we kind of like keep getting like this person's name son of this person who did this thing and I feel like similarly like, like you would think you would think in the way that I think we consider stories in the modern age it's like well if the one ring is the only ring that's important like shouldn't we just cut out the, the fluff the extraneous shit and just talk about the one ring because you could still create a story where it's like someone just made a super powerful ring and we need to stop it. But I think that, that Tolkien wants to like fill out the world more than that. And it's and like, it,
2: and I think that the fact that he does that is what made this story last so long. And yes. Why, why it wasn't just a flash in the pan. Cause it's, it has that deep lore that that's, that makes it special.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It doesn't mean that it isn't tough to get through sometimes or, you know, that, that the way so, that he writes about it, you know. So it, is
2: our own history book.
0: Yeah, certainly. In the real world. But um, I, I guess it's it's just interesting to think about. So we, we get an account of the other rings. We don't know who has the three. I mean, I kind of suspect Elrond might have one. Seems like he might be one of the guys who gets a ring, if you ask me. Um, maybe. But, and but what, at any rate... What ring
1: was Saruman wearing? Oh, that's when he, right. He, when he did have a ring. Off, oh,
2: yeah, Saruman was wearing they, a ring.
1: They made sure to say that he was wearing a ring. You're right. Yeah, I,
2: My impression was that he tried to make his own ring. Mm. And that is basically a copy of the one ring that is probably not as powerful. Mm, maybe.
0: Maybe, but I feel like it's simpler to suspect. I mean, we know that Sauron has reclaimed at least some of the dwarven rings. Maybe that's sent to Saruman as a not a, not quite a token of goodwill, but like you know, if you work for me, then you oh, get this.
2: Yeah. Or he could have made a twentieth ring or twenty first ring. It's like like this one's for the wizards. I
0: guess. I mean, who this
1: one's for the wizards. <laughs>
0: We don't even know that much about the forging of. I mean, like, I think that's actually what the the show, The Rings of Power, has to do with is like the forging of the rings, the history of that, that we don't really get in these books. Um, And
1: and, I mean, it makes sense now because, you know, everyone criticizes that show for being too woke and stuff. So it's like, you know, I guess uh, (laughs) Sauron got all the wokeness out of the Middle Earth universe. That's, you know, (laughs) he he just got rid of all that wokeness.
0: Right. It's kind of his. That's how you know he was evil. You know?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah,
0: it's like no, we're we're not gonna uh, have have all this diversification. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, I think with the caveat that I really do want to mention that I <laughs> there's absolutely more we could say. Oh I do yeah, I think this is a good a place as any to stop on the the Council of Elrond. On the Council of Elrond. Let's quickly talk about the next chapter.
1: Alright, well know. they there's a they they got into a bit of a snow fight. They 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 had a snow fight. <laughs> a
2: little bit happened before that, but yes, that's half the chapter. No fight. They had a snowball the snow. fight. They got into a snow fight with the fucking mountain. And the mountain won.
1: Yes, yeah, so the mountain did win. Yeah. And you know, all the little guys were were you know very very <laughs> they had to be carried around by by, yep. by their bigger counterparts because it got too
2: uh well the snow one of the snowdrifts was like taller excuse me than even the, like the largest of them yeah it was a yeah. big they were big snowdrifts after only a night it so. was
1: it was bad it was the wrong decision to make. it was a good girl the scarier way was probably the the, the better way.
0: Yeah, and we still don't know what the scarier way is. Mm-hmm. That's sure we do. Not, uh, that's, that's <laughs> Some not, of
2: us haven't looked ahead at the chapter names.
0: That's not said in the chapter, Josh. So I know. We, I'm not going to say have, I have
2: guesses. I don't know for sure. Yeah. I think um, they might take a
1: journey in the dark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> spoilers. Okay, so obviously the synopsis here is that they they uh, they form their group, they leave Rivendell, they go south because they're beginning their journey to Mordor. As they reach uh, the Misty Mountains, they hit a snowstorm which they cannot pass through, and on one of the
2: mountains, Gimli names like three different mountains and gives each one of them like four different names.
0: Yeah, I even had a note about. Oh, uh, this was called this and this, but in your language, it's th- it's more of like just a, constantly naming at a certain things.
1: point it gets like really fucking annoying. Like I don't like <laughs> just give this thing one yeah. name. I don't want to hear about all of its fucking names throughout the. So you
2: know, you know what anyway. you know what gets me through it is I think that they're just kind of, they're just spouting trivia. Like this, is something my family does is like if something comes up, somebody has to add some sort of little stupid bit of trivia. And this is just people in Middle Earth are so fucking bored. They just want to prove they know something and just start spouting off trivia about whatever they're talking about. Mm. It's just a, yeah. it's just just to just like show off. And it's like this is this is like the the game of Middle Earth. It's like this is my this is the trivia that I know.
1: Yeah, you're right. That That is what they're doing.
0: Yeah, it's it's sort of like when you're on a road trip and you got to play a game to pass the time. So, you know, you're just, yeah. like, walking and walking. And Gimli is like, oh, well, did you know this, this, and this? For
1: Connor and me on our road trip, it was, like, Green Day facts is what... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the trivia that we went back and forth on. I
0: believe I will, it. I will say, um, I, I felt like we do get a little bit of Gimli and Legolas's character in, the, in these chapters. Um, oh, yeah,
2: they were... Uh, Ghibli was pretty much silent in the council and then Legolas's only contribution was to say, yeah, we lost Gollum
0: oopsies
2: yeah. <laughs> pretty much
0: guys.
2: but now we actually <laughs> see them like, yeah Ghibli of him yeah uh, we fucked up oh <laughs> yeah, but in, the, in this chapter it's like, yeah, Ghibli knows all about the mountains that they're going to, um, cause they're his people used to live here and Legolas is like, I'll scout ahead. Cause I can run on top of snow. Cause I'm an elf and can, and I have like no weight or something like that. Mm. And I was thinking of that. And then I was reminded of a scene from one of the Hobbit movies where he's just like running up falling rocks. It's like, I kind of makes a little bit more sense now for a ridiculous of a scene that was in the movie.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, it's kind of funny because what I like about those two things that you mentioned was one, not only is Legolas running on top of the snow, but he's a total dick about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's like, oh, you guys can't do this? Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, Gandalf. I'm going to go get the sun. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Yeah. And then Gimli, his other big thing in this chapter is he just talks back to Elrond. Like, he doesn't give a shit, you know? Oh, yeah. Elrond's like, oh, I'll say one more thing to you. You know, Frodo has said that he will take upon this quest but uh, for the rest of you, you could leave whenever the fuck you want. You're not beholden <laughs> to do anything. And if you want to fucking take a left at the next exit and find the nearest McDonald's, you could do whatever you feel like it. And uh, Gimli is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, aren't we taking a, like a sacred oath to travel together to see this through? And Elrond's just like, uh, nope. nope, 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 whatever. <laughs> And Gimli's like, oh well, you're kind of like a fucking loser. <laughs> you're a big old fucking pussy. Are you well, the, kidding me?
1: I guess the point that that's trying to be made is like, well, they, like no one knows how dark for path this actually is. So so like once once you see that, you might change your mind about about uh you know sacred bonds that you want to make right now because you have no fucking idea what you're.
0: Uh, I, I mean yeah and and that's the thing like it goes back it's like I think in terms of like the wisdom it's like it's not that Elrond's wrong but I also I also think that Elrond is like don't John... I don't, don't want to so like worrying about it but yeah. he's not fully considering like the power of the heart mm-hmm. literally like yeah. I yeah. think it's like it, Elrond's like oh well you don't realize how tough it's going to be and Gimli's like okay but like, is our bonds not strong enough to overcome, like, those tough situations? Yeah. Right. Like, so the exact the exact
2: thing is, the uh, for you do not yet know the strength of your hearts, and you cannot foresee what each may meet upon the road. Uh, faithless is he who, Gimli chimes in with, faithless is he who says farewell uh, when the road darkens. Maybe, said Elrond, but let him not vow to walk in the dark who has not seen the nightfall. Yet sworn words may strengthen quaking hearts said Gimli. Or break it, said Elrond. Uh, Look not too far ahead, but but go now with good hearts. So my impression on all that is that Elrond's like don't second guess yourselves like take it one step at a time and Gimli's like let's just we got this, let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, They're having a little sparring match about whether or not to make oaths perhaps but it's just
0: yeah he's being a bit of a dick about it but I think they both have very good points yeah yeah I mean I, I do think ultimately they're both right but um, I think Elrond like we we kind of see this with some of the other like the the characters who are considered to be wise you know like of the highest tier of wisdom I think that it's also easy for them to dismiss or discount, um, I guess, like emotional strength. And I think that that's what Gimli's trying to champion here. So it's not that like one of them is wholly right and the other wrong, or or vice versa, you know. Yep. But but I actually I would lean more towards what Gimli's saying because it's like I, I don't think Gimli is is. Um, discrediting Elrond either but he's like well the very things that you're saying are dangerous you know i believe can be overcome by like strong bonds yes i mean we'll see you know but but in terms of like their points i like what gimli has to say here and uh, it was cool that he gets a moment to like challenge elrond who is otherwise just like left to say whatever he wants at all times like no one yeah. no one talks back to elrond gimli's like <laughs> i will sure <laughs> He's just an elf. He's only half an elf. I don't care. Right? Yeah. Not right. Not even a full elf. I only hate half of them. <laughs> uh,
2: so I got. I have five notes on this chapter. Here we go. Rapid fire round. Let's do it. Well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, they're no, there. I don't think there's anything quite as heavy as the council of Elrond. But at the very beginning of the chapter, we have uh, Bilbo and Frodo talking about the meeting for the council, and Bilbo goes. Uh, everyone had an eye opener, even old Gandalf. I think Legolas has a bit of, of news about Gollum caught it, even him for on the hop, uh, though he passed it off. And then Gandalf is just, just shows up and is like, You were wrong, <laughs> you were inattentive. I'd always heard of it, I had already heard of it from uh, Gway here. Uh, if you want to know, the only real eye opener, as you put it, were you and Frodo, and I was the only one who was not surprised. And that just reeks of. I totally knew that already," said Gandalf.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just
2: like trying to cover his ass.
0: Yeah, that really is funny when you put it that way. He he just shows up immediately, like tears <laughs> are burning. When oh, I don't think Gandalf knew that. Gandalf's like, no, no, I knew, I yeah. knew the whole time. <laughs> sure,
2: Gandalf, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. Later that evening. Frodo is watching the stars, They're watching the autumn night. Oh yeah, there's also like two months at the beginning of this chapter. Like We spend like 30 pages on maybe a five-hour meeting, and then it's like
0: five pages for just as many weeks. <laughs> I, I mean, not only that, but the first, what, 10 or 11 chapters to even get to the Council of Elrond, Frodo says is in itself one month.
2: Yeah, we went over this like a month or two. Month or two. We it depended on how we counted it. Oh no 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 that was, no that was sorry that that was that was the Hobbit. You're right. Yeah, it's a month. Mu- right. It's like a month.
0: Yeah. Frodo says it's been like a month, September 22nd to October 24th to yep. get to the Shire or or from the Shire to uh, Rivendell. And so right. to your point, like talking about how things are weighted. So essentially, the entire book that we've read so far has taken place over a month. And then two months pass within a sentence. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine. Like that's it, oh, it the, is. Way the stories work, but it is fun <laughs> to find out.
2: Yes. Very much so. Uh, there's gotta be some way to like show a timeline of like this is how many pages are like span this amount of time, and then it's like all of a sudden it's like super dense. It's like, oh what's happening there? Oh, Elrond was talking. <laughs>
0: yes yeah
2: <laughs> and then it just expands out and then suddenly there's like a gap and then it's like oh now we're back into the story yeah um but yeah so frodo is watching the stars um where is it the hunter's moon wax in that sky the do. But low in the south, one star shone red. Every night, as the moon waned again, it shone brighter and brighter. Frodo could see it from his window, deep in the heavens, burning like a watchful eye that glared above the trees on the brink of the valley. And my question, is this like an eye, or as an eye? Yeah. Because is this really a star, or is it just the distant eye of Sauron? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean... Because um, it's it's low in the valley and it's south. Yeah. That's where Mordor is.
2: Hey,
0: yeah. Katie. No, I, I mean, I, I think you are... I think you're probably right. Um, <laughs> we don't really have all the, the information there, but I think you're probably right, Josh.
2: Okay. Thank you. Uh, okay, and then a couple pages later who's talking um I think it's Elrond the company of the oh yeah they're discussing who's actually going to be in the group and he says the company of the ring shall be nine and the nine walkers shall be set against the nine riders that are evil uh with you and your faithful servant Gandalf will go for his for this shall be his great task and maybe the end of his labors and my question is whether or not is this like the end of his life kind of labors or are we talking more like the labors of Hercules kind of sort? <laughs> <laughs> right. Did, like it's to retire. <laughs> yeah. Or is, or is he like trying to like get a promotion or something? Yeah. Uh, or is this I mean, just it makes like,
1: me feel like you might die. Maybe. Who knows?
0: <laughs> it does. It Yeah. When you say the end of your labors, it does kind of feel like, I mean, I also got the feeling it's like the end of one's life. But, it's yeah. like, why would you Gandalf's like what not you like, why would you say that? Like what is the point of that line? Yeah. I mean,
2: it's just it's just fancy wording, but it's like that could be viewed as is he talking end of life or
0: just end of like a checklist? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, i I kinda I really I don't know, it can go either way, but it would be kind of funny to think about like. Gandalf just being like, "Yeah, I think I've done enough to help Middle Earth, and I'm not, I'm just gonna go to like my retirement home, and I'm gonna Earth, go. Florida. I'm just gonna
2: go sit on Gringotts porch and just smoke for the rest of my life."
0: I, he would probably love that.
2: <laughs> um. So yeah, then we get uh, the sword of Elendil was forged anew by Elven smiths, and on its blade was traced the device of the seven stars. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. Literally two sentences. Yes, and it's done it's forged oh and Aragorn gave it a new name and it called it anduril flame of the west yeah so let's try to remember that one
0: yeah we will but like i was kind of thinking like that's after a- all after There's all that- thing to rename yeah no it's it well i guess it's
2: kind of like a ship of theseus kind of question it's like when you reforge a sword is it the same sword or is it just the metal in a different shape I guess it's kind of the opposite. That's kind of the opposite of ship of Theseus. Actually, ship of Theseus is when you replace everything; is it still the same ship? This is like if you take everything and make it into a a new shape. Is it the same yeah. thing?
0: So yeah, I, I just I just feel like um, it's like I don't know. There's certain things that like feel like they're legendary because they've retained that name, like. Mm-hmm. You know the sword, the sword of Elendil, is sealed uh, sword. Like it's 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 legendary. Cast down. You know it's had that name for like centuries, presumably. And then like Aragorn finally reforges it, and he's like, I don't know, how about this other name? You know, what if we just change that up? Flame of the West. I mean, it could also be like it's just a new title, like in addition to everything up to this point. You're right. Tolkien does love to name the same thing several times as we've been saying. So
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that could easily be it. That would follow.
2: Um, but we also get a couple more uh, cameos before we go. Not really cameos, but uh, Sting and uh, the Mithril male taken from the Matham Museum uh, make an appearance as Bilbo hands them off to Frodo to begin his own journey. Mm-hmm. And that's just a really nice moment. Um, I agree. Oh, and Sting, my note here was actually, uh, it's just passing it another proverbial torch. Yes, absolutely. And I mentioned earlier that there was one line that uh, I was surprised wasn't in the in the book that was in the movie, the whole, uh, um, someone does not simply walk into Mordor. And there's yeah. another one that I, I was looking for that I never found. And that was the, you shall have my sword and my, my bow and my axe.
0: Oh, right. Yes.
2: But there is a part where he's describing what they all have because they, uh, they were not dressed for war. They, they took little gear of war for the hope was in secrecy, not in battle. And it just goes, it's kind of in that, the same order though. It's like Gimli brought uh was dressed in this and brought his axe and Legolas has his bow and a quiver and Boromir had a horn and, and so my note was just like, "You shall have my sword and my horn and my axe and my bow and my sword and our swords and the, and my staff."
0: Yeah. So, I think it was a little more succinct in the movie. I mean, the whole—I th- mean, imagine what it would be like to—it would be a whole film unto itself to <laughs> accurately film the Council of Elrond as a movie. Yeah. Oh my God, it would be. I mean, we've we we're gonna spend over two hours just talking about it. Along my with recording has there, passed so. two and a half.
2: My recording, which I don't pause during our breaks, is at two and a half hours. Yeah. So I mean, yeah,
1: we're at two twenty three for the recording.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: So there it is. Um, you know.
2: We also get quick shout outs to uh, Glamdring and Orcrist, and that Gandalf is c- still has Glamdring by his side, and Orcrist is still under the Lonely Mountain with Thorin. So I just, I just
0: like I like seeing those connections again pop up. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember that line. Yeah, I do too. That that's and like that's a callback. You know, that one makes a lot of sense to me because it's not just Tolkien saying like, oh, and this thing's related to this. It's like it's like you've already read about that, you know? Yes. So when he says, Oh, the companion sword is you know, still lies with Thorin under uh the lonely mountain you know, it's like, oh, yeah, like, I remember that instead yeah. of you getting like a string of 12 names. And you're like, I've never heard of any of these people in my life. Instead of getting instead of getting the string of 12
2: names, go read the other book. Yeah, <laughs> You have a whole book you can read about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, w- which, again, is, is not to say that that's bad, because I think, like you're saying, Josh, like, that is kind of the very merit, the very thing that have made these books, like, intriguing and enduring yeah like that that someone put this amount of thought and effort into it but to read it really can feel impenetrable sometimes
2: yes um and then like immediately goes from all these awesome names to fucking bill <laughs> i love bill declaring that bill as he called him would pine if he did not come and it's Bill's like great. it's just like on a side like oh yeah that pony that we we bought like three chapters ago his name's bill now <laughs> <laughs> and like we have we have similar kind of names like tom bombadil like tom just tom or uh um sam is a what i would consider a simpler name yeah um and it's just it's just bill there's not even a last name it's just bill the pony yeah um and my final note after this marathon of note-taking which is only halfway through the chapter because I didn't and I wound up taking no notes about the whole snow uh, the mountains and the, the, the journey through like the snow drifts and stuff because it was all kind of straightforward but uh, as they depart the house of Elrond it was so somber that for once the elves were not singing
0: <laughs> yeah they do mention that that is funny so yeah that was a fuck ton of notes yeah, I'll let me quickly go through what I have to say here. We are going to wrap up in these next few minutes. Um, but, um, so for, for chapter three, um, in my copy, it was page 288. Oh, wait, no, that can't be right. Um, because that's... Uh, that's just not when this chapter happens. <laughs> well... The note that I was going to talk about here, it had to do with the Black Riders saying that after the Flood, they see that their horses were killed, their cloaks have been um, like removed or destroyed, and that they the Nazgul returned to Mordor empty and shapeless. And in the previous episode, we had talked about them as like Halloween ghosts. There's nothing like
1: them. <laughs> yeah. And that
0: yep. line sort of um, confirmed that, you know, that... They really do need these things to give them like influence and power in the physical realm. Um, Yes, but sorry, I as I was looking at the way I took my notes, I thought that was in this chapter. It's not. Um, Speaking of the ring rates, though, I like what you mentioned too, Josh. That the Fellowship of the Ring is made to be nine people, like in opposition to the nine of the Nazgul. So we kind Mm -hmm. of get that. it's that whole flip side again. Same side of the coin, or, you know, different different side of the same coin. Um, yes. And so we have nine against nine. The Fellowship and the Nazgul. Which also, I think, kind of inflates the importance of the Nazgul. Like, we're told about them being this constant threat. It's a really big deal. And they even form the Fellowship, like, based around their numbers. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Hmm. And then... Um, my very last thing had to do with Bilbo's song. Um, and Bilbo, I'm not going to really read through the whole thing, but just as a quick refresher, (laughs) it starts, I sit beside the fire and think of all that I have seen of meadow flowers and butterflies and summers that have been. And like, even that I was like, Oh yeah. remember that butterfly scene. And, uh, in the Merc Word. Yeah, that did remind me of that as well. Right. Like, you know, there's interesting things like that. And then even like, I don't know. I really like having Bilbo around in these last couple chapters and what he kind of offers. Like he sort of represents, you know, not not just the end of an adventure, like what happens after the adventure ends, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And here he is at the outset of, you know, Frodo's adventure. And I I think he kind of also offers like a mirroring of like, um, you know, what might it be like after you succeed? Like, you know, there's so much importance and gravitas placed on like the adventure itself. Like, oh, my God, this is the most important thing in the world. We have to destroy the one ring. But it's like what happens after, you know, and it's like Bilbo is a, a, a vessel for that. You know, to be the thing that remains after the task is completed. And um, I just find him to be, like, a really interesting character in The Lord of the Rings for that, which is all about, like, again, like, these really epic people in a in a room in, a, in, in this council together, you know? They're all known for their great deeds and their lineages and, and this and that. <laughs> and, like, Bilbo, when he speaks up, um Boromir at first starts laughing and then he realized no one else is laughing. Yeah. You know, he looks around and and he realizes that like Bilbo is treated with like such respect that he just stops. And yep. um I don't know, like I don't I don't have a point to make here, but I really just wanted to like shout out even in this third chapter, we get more of that too, where it's like Um like because of what bilbo accomplished because of what he's done like he's kind of afforded this really high rank even though now like he kind of just gets to like he is sort of retired you know and just just fucks around
1: and and recites his poetry and and tells the stories for the millionth time and everyone is like yeah "Yeah, of course let's get (laughs) (laughs) right now it's time for a nap you know
0: Right, right, and he, he, even he like struggles with that because he still wants to have meaning in his life, and he's like, "Oh, like I'll be the one to take the ring. Yeah. I started this," and Gandalf's like, "Well, you know, did you really, or I or know. are you kind of?" Yeah, it, it and, feels like a really honest depiction of like aging, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and being old.
1: It does, and yeah, I mean, one thing I have noticed is that yeah, like I feel like he is not. Entirely there like you can tell kind of Subtle ways that the ring has uh, Left its mark on him Or not being with the ring is actually Like he's, he's aging because of it Or age yeah. is catching up to him um, But he doesn't Want to admit it But deep down he knows that it's the truth So yeah it's an interesting yeah. uh, Characterization that I'm happy that we You know I'm happy we have more Bilbo um, Scenes you know these, these last couple chapters
0: Definitely truly the final thing okay the snowstorm that happens at this mountain um car car Dune or whatever it's called Bigger some of true. the characters think like aragorn in particular he's like it's just a snowstorm don't worry about it some of the characters feel like there's evil influence creating it what do we say boys what do you think is the the true reason for this storm if anything
2: the, I the mountain the thought, of its own. Yeah, I initially thought it was Sauron like influencing that far away, but as it went on, I thought it was more the uh the mountain that was happening by the to- by the end. Especially when at the end it's just like Gimme's like enough already, we're fucking leaving. And then it stopped.
0: Yeah. Right. So. so, so not everything is necessarily tied to the ring or to Mordor. Or like other mm-hmm. other things have, like that influence or that power, even even now, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, Gimli even was saying before they got there, was like, yeah, that fucking mountain's he, he just hates everybody.
0: Is that kind of what you were saying, Connor? I heard you chime in there.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, I think it is. Um, I like. There's there's a lot of talk about how you know. There's different forces in the the world that that can cause us pain or or that are evil that it doesn't have to be mordor um so I kind of just like the idea that like that like the weather is is sentient or the mountain is sentient and and, and like purposefully trying to to stop this. But, um, but, you know, I think it is just just they they got bad luck with the weather. I think that's yeah. all there is to it
0: hmm. well, uh, it goes without saying, but I'm gonna say it. We had a lot to talk about tonight, and yeah the the most remarkable thing is I, I mean, I can attest to the fact that I know there's more we could talk about, but. I also recognize we're all pretty much done here, you know. I think we've touched yeah. on on all the important things and more, probably. Um, but it, it really is crazy just how much is discussed and divulged in yeah. the Council of Elrond. Um,
1: there is a whole lot.
0: Yeah, but uh, but for mm-hmm. our purposes. Our discussion is going to end here, and, you know, we leave off in an interesting place. We we finally have the fellowship itself formed, and we have the true goal. Two-thirds of the way through the book. (laughs) Right. We're not just going to Rivendell to deliver the ring, as Frodo had thought. They need to take the ring to Mordor and cast it into the fires of Mount Doom to destroy it. Um, so it feels like here we really are on the outset of like the true journey. Yeah. Everything was sort of the, the prelude to this moment and we're truly there. And it's like, okay, you know, where does that leave us? Um, we'll find out and we will talk more about that next time. Yeah. Connor, take us away.
1: If you like what you hear and want more, but maybe not quite as much. But more, <laughs> but more uh, go to patreon.com slash chapter chumps where you um, get more chump action and you can vote for what books we read next eventually. Um, you can also follow us on social media. We are at chapter chumps Pod at um, both Twitter and Instagram. Pod at gmail.com if you want to email us and uh, rate and review the show on apple podcasts because you know that would just be nice but until next time
2: josh this is on you <laughs>
0: <laughs> how did oh, i talk enough tonight my mind is blank <laughs> <laughs> how haven't i said enough all right um you know i don't know man we're, we're done here what else is there to say we're done Bye, everyone not
1: all not all you're that still wander, here yeah not all that wander are lost
2: <laughs> they're but just that, stuck on a pissed off mountain
1: that, that's a quote from um orson wells i believe yeah michael scott okay bilbo baggins
0: you can Bagginses. end it here yeah. you can stop i'm stopping my recording